Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it with, you made it with, you made it with. What's up, weirdos? Uh, Ari Shafir, long requested, long anticipated. Uh, also, somebody I've been trying to get in on the show for a long time. Finally in, finally in, and a uh, interesting and funny and uh, strangely challenging episode. Uh, just a guy with really strong opinions that were different and unique and funny, and I hope you find interesting as well. That's what I'm going to say. I hope you find them interesting as well, and I bet you will. Uh, real quick, up top, youmadeitweird.com is a way to get uh, t-shirts by weirdos, for weirdos. Facebook.com, regular slash youmadeitweird is the way to interact with the show. Also, weirdatnerds.com is a way to email the show. We only have a couple live dates coming up right now. Uh, Good Lord Cobbs was amazing with Kyle. Really great. That li- live You Made It Weird will be out very, very soon. Also incredible. Just just a wonderful night and very, very fun. Thank you to all the San Francisco weirdos that came out. I, I loved seeing all of you. Uh, Portland is coming up. I leave tomorrow for Helium. That's December 5 through 8. Helium Comedy Club in Portland. Then after that is Philly. Helium Comedy Club December 12th through 15th. And then New York, New York, one night only, December 21st at the Gramercy. Uh, the sponsor is uh, Explosion Bus, which I think you guys know by now, is uh, the wonderful Jonathan Katz and Tom Snyder, who just did a couple episodes ago. It's their free animated series. It's online. It's explosionbus.com. Uh, these are the guys that made Dr. Katz professional therapist, and it's kind of like a Dr. Katz reunion in that they it's very loose, it's improvised, it's animated, it's hilarious. It's about these two kind of uh, losers pathetic dudes on a bus who run a talent show and the sexy sexy women who love them uh, it's kind of a bromance show which I really love from the episodes I've seen it's just like Dr. Katz and that it's weird, it's absurd and very very funny, you gotta go explosionbus.com, that's the way and it's free, if you type Explosion Bus into YouTube, into Google you're gonna find it, you're gonna love it, check it out it's gonna be really really fun and, uh, and uh, enjoy and uh, enjoy and for now you know, when you're not watching online cartoons at ExplosionBus.com, enjoy Ari Shafir, one of my dear friends and a lovely man. I hope you like it as much as I as, a, as much as I liked recording it. All right, everybody, stay nasty, weirdos. Stay nasty. Traditionally, they said there. You sit here, but I said traditionally. But that means please sit there. <laughs> I mean, please don't betray the format of the show. It sits there and there. You don't like sitting across from people? Do I not? Yeah. Or do you have three people in sometimes? Well, that that has happened. Uh, Jonathan Katz just did the show, and uh, Tom Snyder sat right there. This girl I hang out with said she listened to it and really liked it. Who? What? Which one? (laughs) Dr. Katz. Oh, so much confusion. Do you not wear the earphones? That's off-putting to me. Really? How's it going, man? It's going great. We didn't start yet, did we? Oh, we did. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> How do you start your show? I did your show a long time ago. Um, same way. I just start talking. <laughs> Eventually, I tell them, like, lift the microphone towards your face. Ah. <laughs> we've, been, we've been recording. Skeptic tank. Yeah. You've never been here? Not upstairs here. I go downstairs once in a while. I just did that um, uh, set list show. I hate doing that show. Really? Don't tell them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it several times. It's, I enjoy the show, yeah. but it's not worth it. 
to me the, the stress level. Yeah, it's there, a lot of stress. Eliza Skinner does a show that I also have done that I also enjoy doing. Listen to the contradiction. I enjoy yeah. doing set list. Yeah. Eliza Skinner does a show where you freestyle rap battle other comedians. Oh. And uh, yeah, I could not do that. I I mean, uh, I can barely do that, and it's going to take a lot of stress. It's going to stress me out. Probably two days. It'll be like old yeah. day stand up. Can you prepare for that? No, there's no preparing you can do. I'll tell you the truth. My truth to freestyling. You're talking about the freestyling. Yeah, one? the freestyle rap one and setlist. Setlist for those of you who don't know is a is a show where you're supposed to improvise stand up. Um, but for some reason, it's the it's the. If it was like one word and you went for five minutes, I think that would be okay. It's something about like the do, weirdo topics. Do a bit on clock phobia. And yeah. it's like, this guy hates Flavor Flav. And they're like, <sighs> and then like you do the next one. Like, I, I have a really hard time with it, even though I can technically do it, quote unquote, successfully. But when it comes to preparing to freestyle, I'll tell you what I think a lot of rappers are doing, which is that like what I did the days leading up to that was like just thinking about stuff rhymes. you can rhyme things with. Constantly, isn't that what Eminem did in Eight Mile? Yes, I he just wrote in that book all day long. You write in the book all day, and then when you're freestyling, I believe it's fair game to bring up something that you had written down at some point. Oh, I I, I made something about, about whack people, and you're whack. I can use that. <laughs> oh, no, I thought you said black people. <laughs> yeah, and black and whack rhymes too. and white and not I rhymes. I mean, like I actually was. I remember being heartbroken. When I saw two Eminem free, uh, freestyle battle raps, where he opens with the same line, huh. and I think it was the same feeling that a lot of people have when they see comedians oh, yeah. do the same opener or something. And I was like, of course, there's no magic. I mean, there's magical moments in improvised rapping, yeah. But I don't think it's all magic. It couldn't possibly be all magic. Yeah, maybe you're right. I think a lot is really the same as stand up. It's got. It's very similar. Yeah, I saw a free burlesque show across the street from the comedy store. I was walking home with my friend. What's your take on burlesque? It's just it's been done by fifty years. Oh, <laughs> like what no. we have, like hardcore oh, pornography. I really, oh, like, no. have somebody pretending to know. show something. Oh no, I don't know why I really wanted you to like it. Oh, I wish I, I wanted could. you to endorse it. <laughs> why? There's nothing going on. I understand, but it's uh, like a, the lamest strip club you've ever been to. But, you know, we talked about this on the show before. Actually, it was on uh, when I did Greg Fitzsimmons' show. I was talking about how a strip club, to me, would be a lot more erotic if it was like a regular person uh-huh. removing regular clothing. Yeah, that would be you, Am I right? Yeah. Like a frumpy mom sweater. Not mom, but like wife sweatshirt or something. And yeah. you're just like, yeah, what you got under that Duke sweatshirt? Polytech. And, and instead, you're sitting next to like a girl in like fishnet everything. Just a fishnet yeah, nobody onesie. Wears that. <laughs> yeah. And how is she even going to get that off? Yeah, and she peel. She cuts her way out of it like a lobster, and like, then you have to be like. Ugh. I like the thing I do where they take the ridiculously high um, stripper boots and yes. they, they slap them together. Oh yeah, there's a lot of slap. Yeah, I don't really together. understand. A lot that. of aggression. <laughs> where was I? Me and Chris Thayer just went to a strip club. I can't, I can't remember where it was. Where was that? Uh, fuck. It all blurs together. But it's a town where they. Oh, it was Atlanta. Was it Atlanta? Was it the old people strip club? No, it was Nashville. Okay. No, I did go to that one. Yeah, that one isn't bad. Did that you one, go there? Yeah, it's called the Claremont Lounge. Yeah, that that's come up on the show. I loved. That was pretty I fun. Love the Claremont Lounge. There was no pressure death. to get into it. Oh, you just you said just a mouthful. You just said a mouthful. There's old strippers, which you think. Look, I'm sorry to be offensive, but you you would think that would be gross, but I didn't think it was gross at all. <laughs> Mostly because like the old women weren't like naked. Yeah, they were just more like left of center strippers. They were more like regular bodied strippers, in but, my like, opinion. Forty eight year olds. 
Yeah, sure. But you know what? It wasn't really about the strippers. The strippers are just there yeah. to your right as you enter. And you look at it and you'd be surprised how quickly you'll acclimate to an older yeah, it's like stripper. Music. It's, it's like background music. It's like a background music. And then the real thing is the, is the dancing. Yeah. Which was awesome. Uh, yeah, people started getting <laughs> dare bets for dare like dances for each other. What do you dare? What? Like they were like, hey, go give him a lap dance. Oh, that's what you. someone bought me a, an yeah. old lady lap dance. Yeah. The woman was my like my mother's age. <laughs> I actually did the math. She was older than my mother, and I was. Like, and you sort of don't want it. Yeah, I didn't want it. But you can't be rude. I wasn't rude. Chris, <laughs> Chris say, said he watched me. He didn't buy it for me. Uh, the wonderful owner of the, of the club bought it for me. But then, like Chris was watching me, kind of like be phony, basically, because really? I was like. <laughs> really trying. There's way too much pressure to act like that at even, any strip club. Even with a, a, a traditional, I'm using air quotes on, a, on an audio show, but on a traditional, yeah. regular, sexy stripper, uh, I'll, I'll tell you the truth, it's never turned me on. No, I don't like them, man. I don't it's, enjoy It's it. casual nudity. It's who, public nudity. Yeah, who likes it? No, but that's why I was hoping you would like burlesque, because I'll tell you this. What? I tell, I, I've said this on the show, I've said this on the show, and I was like, "Wow, that was the best thing I've ever done." Because like I talked about how I tend to like uh, curvy tattooed girls, yeah. and t- curvy tattooed girls are like, That's "We love hot. you," and I was like, "It's the best." Do uh, you really so, like that? Oh yeah, yeah. But I like every. It's not that I like everybody. That's one of your types. I have certain preferences as I as I you know as I age, Ari. How you curvy know, are you talking about? How curvy can we go? I don't know. Pretty curvy. How curvy do you go? You uh, just made me uncomfortable. I'm the host of the show. <laughs> I like a little bit lately. I've liked a little bit of stuff I can handle with my hands. Fucking great line in Pulp Fiction where she goes, it's a shame the things that are pleasant to the sight aren't pleasant to the touch, right? Yeah. Because she's talking about how great it would be to have a pot belly. And I'm like, you're fucking right. It's like a third boob. It's amazing. Yeah, it's it would great. be great to touch. Yeah. When the people, when girls are too tight, it's no. just like, I guess it looks better. But then I, I'm like, eh, I'm not as into this. And then here's something really interesting I'd like to float your way. Chelsea yeah. and I, I was talking about how I tend to like, uh, you know, let's just say curvy girls, voluptuous girls. Okay. Yeah. And then I was like. Hmm? Oh, Chelsea, Chelsea Peretti. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was talking to Chelsea Clinton. <laughs> She's talking about curvy girls. I feel like it would be hot to fuck Chelsea Clinton because of the the, the family. It would be ero- it would be erotic to fuck a national treasure. Yeah, probably or the daughter be. of one. Do you think that guy like, thinks about that all the time? Oh yeah, he hums dun, 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 as he's ejaculating. <laughs> he cleans up with the flag and then puts a cigar in. Oh god, too far from my own taste. Because <laughs> um, right, she's married, is what you're saying. Yeah. that's the guy we're referencing. Yeah, that's her husband. It's cool. They can act. Yeah, they sometimes. can do whatever they want. And they can get pardoned and all that. But uh, what were we saying? Curry. Chelsea tattoo? said something. Oh, about- Chelsea. We were talking about how. Like fit girls, like girls with abs and shit, and yeah. like toned and all that sort of stuff, which is which is great. Uh, doesn't really feel as good. Yeah. Um, but then she made the point that I was talking about how I had this. I think this came up before. I'm sorry, but I want to see what you think. Dated this girl who was curvy, and she used to dress like you know I don't know what the fuck was going on with this girl, uh, but like Port- uh, Portlandy. Go- <laughs> or oh my god, like, Portlandy! What do you mean? What was weird about it? That is so funny. I wish. I wish she did. She didn't really dress Portlandy. Here's the thing: she dressed like other women could dress, but because she was voluptuous, it oh. looked so much more sexual. Oh, yeah. So here's what I said. To, I said that to Chelsea. I was like, "What lured me into her, which was her voluptuousness, ended up repelling me because I was like, fucking put on a sweater. I like got. I didn't like it anymore because I felt like everyone was staring at her. And then she was like." 
well, you've just done the bullshit that everyone in America does, which is if you're skinny and small-breasted, you could walk around in a kerchief. Oh. You know what I mean? With your your complete stomach out, 1980 style, nipples through the clear kerchief, and yeah. no, a kerchief twice, uh, and no one would care. So people are into it, but you're into this girl. But, you're if, into but if you girl. see a girl with big old bubbies, right, yeah. and she's got them out. It's just so off-putting to me. Like I watch – even if they're not my girlfriend, I'll watch other guys ogling. Like just like that classic man mustache fucking Coors Light <laughs> bullshit where it's like, hey, Street sweetheart. Something. I was at a, at a Red Sox game and – I don't know. It was a Cubs game and I was sitting in the stands and a woman with big old boobies walked by and they weren't even really that out. And this fucking <laughs> – this is everything I'm uncomfortable oh, with. This guy goes – Go yeah. I'll take two, sweetheart. Oh. Maybe it was a bossy. I'll take two. And immediately my dick goes inside my body. But I'm pulled. I'm talking too much. I'm pulled in both directions. And I'm going to no, pull this all the No, I know that. Like you want it. You want- I want the, the big old titty. Yeah. And I want to be like, you're a whore and all that sort of shit. And also I'm like embarrassed and puritanical. And I want to carve a turkey with natives. Steve Simone just said he's finally realizing that he, what he was into at 14, girl-wise, yeah. is exactly what he's into. And he's just been covering it up. That's brilliant. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Well, there is a need for sexual honesty. Let, do you agree with the, like, it's like uh, more tradition caveman attractive big hips big tits i can yeah. feed your baby and i can birth your baby I like floppiness <laughs> not like a crazy amount just some movement too yeah movement is nice yeah when it's too tight it just if you're fucking right sarah connor she's great for the apocalypse but she's not going to jiggle in a way that keeps it up yeah <laughs> so how come we have to be forced to, to uh to like those girls the super hot girls uh, that's a great question. And yeah. that's what brought me – that brings us yeah, back. Only a robot could have fucked Sarah Connor. <laughs> uh, well, a time-traveling man. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's who right. is, you, know, the, it, you know when you go airline travel, sometimes you land and you really want to drink or to have some sex. It's worse when you time travel. <laughs> you <laughs> really, really wanted want to fuck somebody <laughs> really bad. I remember reading Bukowski when I was, when I was like traveling a lot and <laughs> yeah. I would get so horny when I would have like yeah. layovers. I'd be like, where can I go to fuck right now? I – would okay. There's a lot of things I'd like to put to you. The let, I'm gonna I'm gonna let's I'm gonna write stress disturbation. Okay. And then I'm gonna make you answer about burlesque, and I'm gonna make not. Do or, people get weird you. when you write down notes during the podcast? Because I do too, and I wonder if they, oh really? If they're like, what are you what are you writing? When Chelsea interviewed me and she wasn't taking notes, I found it very off putting. Really? I was like, she you're would. not gonna remember this. I was like, we're we're just gonna lose all these things, and it, mm-hmm. and it makes me it makes me not feel uh, paid attention to. Like but, a that's our, but that's our friendship. <laughs> like a waiter who does. Yeah. I got it. No, no, no. It's very important that there's no cheese. I got it. There's 15 of us. Can't you see me not trusting you? <laughs> Just pretend to write it down. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, I got it. Fondue. <sighs> I didn't say fondue. I said no cheese. <laughs> uh, so booby, booby, double standard. <laughs> I, it sounds like you disagree with the idea of voluptuous girls. I've just started getting this, where I've like I've had a couple boner problems with super hot chicks, and I'm like, what is this? Is that? Well, thank you for your honesty. That's great. <laughs> because because it's funny those things. That's why I thought maybe you'd like the burlesque women. Oh yeah. Because typically I I do enjoy the the burlesque women because burlesque because those tend to be and I use this term affectionately thicker milkshakes. Yeah. That just means more ice cream. Remember the the whore from Carnival? I didn't watch it, but. Yeah. I'm a little chubby bit chick, but she was like, <laughs> she was just a little too chubby. Yeah, if yeah. I was drunk, I would go for someone like like that. But it's just like a see, voluptuous goes to a certain point, and then well, it becomes like, it's hard to know when the voluptuous just turns into, you know, fat. Eh, I didn't want to, but yeah, or let's just say overweight. <laughs> Hibernation time weight. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're we're due for a, a hard winter. Prepocalypse. 
But <laughs> God, God in heaven, Mormon Jesus, help us. Uh, but yeah, I'm happy to hear you say that. So you've been with super hot women, and I have too, and I'm happy to say that. And that, and that can be enjoyable. And I'm talking about traditional Sarah Connors. How is this going for you now? Stop me if I should stop talking about it. What, this podcast? No, with, uh, with you and sex and as you become more um, a bigger name. Yeah, no, I love I love talking about everything weird. It's supposed to, you 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 don't listen to the show. I've listened to Which it okay. once, but I don't listen to my own podcast. I know, I, I know, I know, and I, and I haven't listened to yours. I listened to my episode. No, I didn't even listen to my episode, <laughs> yeah. so it's okay. But on my show, we always talk about comedy, so we'll yeah. talk about that. Comedy, sex, and religion. Comedy, sex, and God. Yeah, that's okay. right. So typically, a fine episode for me would be comedy and God or sex and God. It's always going to have God. Yeah, that'll always be in there, like yours. Yeah, right. <laughs> trying to bring it back. I mean, yeah, we try. I at least give him blessings at the end. Is that true? <laughs> no. <laughs> but I, I was on a radio station in Denver, and they started saying the national the Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah. But we just thought they were going to start joking any second, and they just went all the way through it. We're like, oh, okay. Whoa. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Holy shit. You were out of your depth. Yeah. Well, we'll get to your question about how it is sex, sex now. It's very different from how it was sex at the beginning of this podcast. We've never really talked about it. And uh, partly that's because I'm uncomfortable with it, but also yeah. you know, partly because I'm uncomfortable with it. But uh, to finish, to finish the main thing is is now that I've slept uh, and actually dated somebody that was like very fit. You know what I mean? I'm interested in that idea where it's like this this girl is a uh, you know flat stomach and, and athletic and nice and toned. But then as you're saying, and this didn't happen, and I would tell you if it did, but you're not necessarily as there's something like some of my friends, some of our friends who I won't name, really like the people that fuck a lot tend yeah. to like something a little left of center. They want it to be a little bit more interesting yeah, than just Sears catalog. It's like the people who watch a lot of movies get bored by action movies. Yeah, right. Isn't that weird? <laughs> yeah, we start getting bored. Well, that that's we. Were, I was just talking to my my friend Chris. We get it shoved down our throats. Like this is what we're supposed to like. Yes. That's and, right. And then at some point you hit a certain age where you're like, oh, wait, no, but my, my, Imagine my if, dick doesn't like that. Right. If there was like a thicker or like a boobier Bond girl or something, the Bond girls yeah. always look like they could beat Bond in a fight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I want it to look like it would be no contest. Yeah. <laughs> she's going down because she's so top heavy. <laughs> One punch, clocked, down. She'd fall over. <laughs> she falls over. And he, he only punched her because he thought it was someone else. <laughs> he really oh. loves her. He's really somebody but, else ducked. I was just thinking about it. this. It's weird. Okay, so like, <laughs> sorry, Ari, but I'm now 33 years old, and the more people that I that my parents have met that I've dated, they're starting to put together my what sexual preferences, oh. which is so uncomfortable. Isn't that weird? Have you yeah. experienced that? Uh, no, I don't talk to my parents at all about that stuff. I thought you were going to say at all. I was like, this just took a turn. <laughs> I, <laughs> I never to talk to them. But I mean, if they meet a girlfriend. Have they met girlfriends? They've never met a girlfriend of mine. Really? I just it's I just compartmentalize those two worlds, I guess. That sounds great. Those are like airtight boundaries. Those are like steel fortress boundaries. I, it's not like I tried. I just have no interest in introducing but any don't of my they? parents. I guess. Where's I the overbearing Jewish stereotype? Doesn't your mom want to know? Don't this, they ask is, if they're Jewish? Yeah, that's the one question they usually ask. Yeah. Every once in a while, they're like dating anybody. And if I say yes, they're like, is she Jewish? And yes or no, they just stop asking after that. Really? Yeah. So even if it's no, is she yeah. no? They're okay with it now. Interesting. Yeah, they understand. Well, your dad's a rabbi, is that right? No, just Orthodox Jewish. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I mix those up sometimes. Yeah. Just like pretty serious. Devout. Devout. Yeah. Into it. Yeah. Saturday, turn the lights off. Yeah, me. my parents used to make fun of me. Really? Like, how was reading last night? Was it fun? Was it good to read all day? 
Because you're not supposed to read on the No, because you can't do anything except read. You can't go out. You can't use a car. Who made fun of you, though? My non-religious friends. Oh, you're not? They would make fun of you. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, we'll get into that at the religion time. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, what so were we talking about? Boobs. We were talking about sex, and then I was oh, talking. Yeah. So at the beginning of the show, I'd only slept with uh, four oh. people or something. Four people? When yeah. you started doing this podcast? A year, two, two years ago? A year ago. Whoa. Yeah. Jesus. Oh, yeah, you should, you should listen to the show. You'd be interested. God, in I feel like slapping you. <laughs> well, I was married till I was 28. You were married till you... T- okay. So, so that explains that. So that's one. She was number one. And then there and was... And then three girls in two in two and a half years? Yeah. I dated them. And one of them was the girl you dated that, from that story? I dated all of them. Yeah. Oh, this to the Amsterdam story. Yep. <laughs> and what's your number now? What is it now? I'm not talking about that now. I'd actually, I'm not sure, but it's more than that. <laughs> it's, of course, it's more than four. I actually, I don't count. I would have to think about it. Yeah, That's I honest. I used to keep a list of people I've kissed. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, when I was little. I've wondered, like, 22. to answer your question, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. I want to put this to you seriously, because especially somebody that wanted to slap me because uh, I'd only slept with four people till I was 28 years old, and then I get divorced. And now I, I've slept, I, I definitely, in the past year, I've slept with more than 10 people, let's say that. Okay. It's definitely around there. Okay. Okay? And I'm, con- like the big-boobed girlfriend, yeah. I'm constantly drawn to the tit, yeah. and also cover up the tit, like ashamed of it. I have both... Re- reviled? Is that Kind of. And I'm telling you that, like, I used to tell my, my therapist, I was like, I wish there was a camp that you could send people like me that when we learned about sex also learned about hell, yeah. uh, that you could send us to a camp and just kind of like loosen us up a little bit, yeah. uh, like a sex camp and fuck people and, and be casual and learn how to be like kind of like 60s free love shit without being too gross about it. And then I learned that there kind of is that class. It's just all around us. You just oh, yeah, have to find regular people. You have to find out who else is taking the class. Yeah. <laughs> and then you audit it. Bars, anything. It's all there. Yeah, that's, that's what class. I say after I have sex. I went, you got audited, baby. <laughs> and then they're like, you mean taxes? And I leave. <laughs> and they never know what you meant. Shakers used to do that. What? Shakers would have this would do this thing where they would uh I don't know. You spit on the mic. Yeah. They do this thing where they would, um, <laughs> if you're never wondering what this means, yeah. <laughs> uh, they would have sex not to completion. It helped give them power. Like sting. Yeah. Well, that's it's, interesting. Did, did I not write down stress turbation? And oh. they, they would practice when they were under, um, they would practice with post-menopausal women when they were like 12, 13, 14, because you couldn't just not come the first couple times you tried that. You wouldn't know how to do it. So they would Wait, practice with women who you- were like 55. Wait, the young girls, young guys would fuck these menopausal women. Uh huh. And, and then uh, once they got some stamina, once they knew how to pull out, I guess, or not, or not, not come. come. Yeah, which is very they... bad for you. <laughs> yeah, super bad for you. But they're is I, it bad for you? Or does it just hurt real bad for a while? I don't think they're probably not doing it to the point where they're they're sealing it up. You know what I mean? The clench and the and the contain and have it like go up against gravity. It's yeah. just like that doesn't sound right at all. No. But I don't think they're doing that. They're. I think those tantric people. I, I remember seeing a documentary about a guy who was like into the tantric thing. Yeah. And he was like, a man should never come. That's what he was saying. It takes everything out of you. It takes everything that makes you a man and special gone what? and blown out. Because, More will come later. Yeah, but, you know, it's never the same. You know, <laughs> you know it's interesting because I wrote down stress turbation, okay? Because this comes up on the show. You're right in my wheelhouse stuff I like to talk about. If you come, yeah. if you jerk off, let's say jerking off, because it's a little different from sex, but if you're just in the morning shooting off some rounds, like your gun, you just fire yeah. into the air, uh, your day, my day is different. 
You're less, uh, you're less edgy. Uh, yeah. Less anxious. The best thing that a man can get in the morning is a blowjob. <laughs> First thing in the morning, it makes your day just go better. Yeah. Everything is calm and relaxed, and you feel like a winner the whole day. <laughs> God, you feel like a winner. You do. It's just like, hey, like what were I don't know what were you gonna the part of you was gonna think about getting laid all day, the whole day, you know. And I think the point is that virility, that yeah. sort of thing. When you back up, are you a one today? <laughs> Are you, are you a men's once a day? Yeah, usually. Okay, so do you ever experiment and not? Because yeah, I was sometimes. I was just home for the Holland days, and I didn't jay off because I don't want to do it at my at parents', parents house. house. It's weird. <laughs> so, and also as a par- as a, por- a partial a partial experiment because I want to see how it is, and it's kind of excruciating. If you, if I get to day three or whatever, yeah, I kind of want to fuck everything. Oh and yeah, I also get really, really, really anxious all the time. Yeah, general. Life anxiety, not sex anxiety, not death anxiety, just general. It's like coffee oh, really? on an empty stomach. That's how I feel. You get more anxious about everything, Tra- traffic, Life, getting there in time, everything. Oh wow! I, I, I wish it I would. could see the, the the going for it to make it like it makes you more like animalistic. Mm-hmm. Like I want, I want to fuck. But that's a good feeling. Yeah, like, that is a good. My feeling. therapist is like. He was. He, he actually. We talk about this. You have a therapist. Ah, <laughs> I was reading Jew. <laughs> I don't I know. Why I, I put those therapy. things together. Yeah, you got to go back. My therapist is sometimes. He's like, it's good. See, this all goes back to sex camp. This yeah. all goes back to me not wanting to talk about it. Is that it's like not jaying off? Suddenly, like you're looking at girls more. You feel more alive. Mm-hmm. You're more flirty. I have more energy in general. My therapist is like, yeah, you'll be in heat. That's like a good oh, yeah. thing. He's like, women can tell. They can feel the weight of your balls, and they're just like this guy. <laughs> like, there, is there anything worse than the frosted flakes in your beard, and you've been in your mom's basement jerking it all day? Nobody wants that guy. Yeah, be Antonio Banderas. You don't feel like you have anything to offer a girl too after that. After you've jerked off like three times in a day. Yeah. Before you, you're just like, I know. I I've, I think I've said this on the show before. The night I take my album. In San Francisco, I don't think I had a girlfriend at the time, and I jerked off three times that day because I wanted to be super, super calm and focus only on the taping and all that sort of stuff. Then afterwards, there was some really cute girl that wanted to hang out. Yeah. By that, I mean have sex, but I'm too you know, cowardly to say that. And I wanted to be like, it's not going to happen. I couldn't get myself off if I right. wanted to. If you want, I'll you know, toss you into a, a well. Bobby Lee said he stopped masturbating because he wasn't, he wasn't getting laid enough. Interesting. And so he likes he wouldn't if a girl would ask him like, "Hey, you want to come out with my friends and we'll all go out for a drink?" Yeah. But no, I'm done. No, thank you. I appreciate it, but we're not going to do that. When he stopped masturbating, yeah. Hey, do you want to? Yes. Yeah. Let's just do that. It's it's a it's a saving of it. It's being okay with an appetite. Uh huh. And not constantly scratching every itch. Oh, that's a good way to put it. I'll tell you a weird masturbation story. One time, it was the horniest I'd ever been in my life. Yeah, I remember it. I was in New York, and I, for some reason, I was just <laughs> blind with horniness. Yeah, but it was because I was also. What causes that? It can't just be because sometimes it happens. We just it get super horny. Up. It showed up. <laughs> it can't deny it. It's it got there. delivered to me. Really? And I yeah. remember this is back when I used to do warm up for the Daily Show, and I was like, I like to be really on edge for that because it's all crowd work. It's yeah. it's like fifteen to maybe half an hour of crowd work, depending on how long it takes for them to get ready. So I was like, don't jerk it before warm up. And then I was like doing the warm up, and in the back of my mind, I'm like, after this, 
God, I'm going to fucking light some candles and really do it properly. I'm going to really treat myself as jerk. Yeah, yeah, slow. Write myself a poem first. Make it count. <laughs> I, I try not to come during it. I'm like, don't move, don't move, don't move, don't move. Don't move. It's me. I'm, I don't have to move. And But the second I finished performing, it was a really good set, if you want to. It was like stand-up, but it was like a good set. You're talking about the warm-up. Warm-up. Okay. But I did stand-up, basically. I didn't give out T-shirts. I say that somewhat defensively. But, you know, I was basically doing my act. Have you ever seen the guy from Montreal do the, um, the warm-ups? No. It's crazy. The gala stuff? Gala? Oh, no, I have. I must have. He just gets wild and throws out T-shirts yeah. and just t- t- takes off a shirt. And yeah. I, well, I've done TV tapings and stuff where there's a guy There's a guy in it who does a lot of shows in L.A. that balances a, a, a ladder on his chin and stuff. Really? It's actually very entertaining. You want to stand in the side and scoff at it, but you're like, like, this cool. is fun. Yeah. This is a fun time. That's why he'll always work. So the second I finished my warm-up, I got off stage and – or, you know, I got off set – and I, I had zero desire to jerk off. The correlation between oh. the affirmation, it's love, Ari. Isn't it love? So that's what you're doing? You're loving yourself? That's what took care of it? But you're on stage, but you're just getting the love? So it's it took care of the same thing? It's love and it's attention. Really? Horniness? I, sometimes. I, the last time I had sex, for me, I've said this on the show before, it's the sex, but then it's also, I know this is, you know, it sounds like I'm saying this to say it, but it's like, it's all of it. It's the it's the kissing and then it's the cuddling afterwards. Uh-huh. My therapist is like, you got to stop cuddling with girls because it's misleading. And to I was them. like, yeah. And I was like, what? Why? I was like, but that's that's as good to the sex as the sex to me. And then You're supposed to kick him out immediately. Yeah. Well, no, I don't think he means that. I think so. Maybe. Lie down your shoulder for a while. What do you mean? You can't do that. But then to me, then you sleep a little bit and yeah. then you have more sex. Yeah. That's the whole plan. Yeah. Or maybe talk in between. And maybe. Absolutely. What am I? An asshole? Yeah. You yeah. talk in between. When Tell- you have nothing on your mind other than like, oh, let's just enjoy this yeah. other human's company. Of course. Because I don't want to fuck now. What are I we? just fri- did it. We're friends. Yeah. You, you and I are friends. Re- <laughs> I mean, the way you're talking just like kind of lights me up and makes me happy. I don't think my therapist is saying be cruel and boot them. But I have to watch out for that, like... What do you say? Like, you're great. I could see myself with you. (laughs) (laughs) Old Pete would have said that. Old Pete definitely would have said that. I I used to think I fell in love as soon as I made out with a girl. Really? I was like, it's it. We're in love, right? That's sweet. Well, when did you learn your verge? When did did you lose your verge? Uh, 23. I was in college. I was was younger than you. I was 21. Oh, wow. What a whore you are. (laughs) And I'm telling you, 10 is just a guess. <laughs> Tell, the last year. Are there any of those girls that you regret? You're like, I should not have done that. Um, no, no. There have uh, been situations where, and it, you got Well, you're interviewing me, and I'll let you do it. I really will. But there have been situations where I'm like, oh, I think that person didn't want to just fuck. You know what oh, I yeah. mean? And that really hurts my feelings because I'm really new at that. That whole idea. Of of having recreational sex or whatever, I'm still yeah. unco- I'm not comfortable telling the listeners now, and I'm sure there are people that are disappointed that I've done that because I was like them. I used yeah. to, I would have been disappointed in me, and now I'm on the out. I'm on the outside. I'm trying to learn to suck a little marrow out of life and really enjoy it in a responsible way with like-minded people that also are that way and want to enjoy yeah. it or whatever, and not hurt people. So there have been situations where it's been like. Oh, I'm sorry. I misread this. I thought this was just mm-hmm. that, and you thought it was this, and I thought I was clear, and sometimes you were clear, but still. Yeah. Sometimes they can even say, like, no, I don't want anything, but you know, you just oh, know yeah. that they're, they're lying to themselves. Yeah, I know. So you have sort of a responsibility to and not, like, ha- just take them at their word for it. Yep. 
That's a big thing. They're, on one hand, they're not. My therapist likes to say you're not. Lure, they're not wearing helmets. They're not like special needs. And I'm not <laughs> yeah. ma- making fun of special needs people, but you're not luring them into a, an ice cream truck with a with a cone. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Slamming the door and having your way. But on the other hand, there does come a time for boys and girls, boys and girls alike, where you realize that the person is deluding themselves. Yeah. Uh, in 500 Days of Summer, which I, a movie I actually like quite a bit, yeah, it was great. it's the guy that's deluding himself. He's mm-hmm. like, I can be... So it goes both ways. <laughs> One in a work of fiction and then in my life. <laughs> but uh, we've all had that conversation with a guy friend where he's talking about it and, and it's just like, oh, no. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what people say at some point. You're just like, that's bullshit and you know it's bullshit yeah. and you kind of have to make a call at a certain point and be like... I know you're saying that, but I think we've stepped in it. Yeah. But then I misread it the other way before. Really? Yeah, where I just felt like this girl was sort of falling for me. But she she, she was the one who taught me about the morning blowjobs. <laughs> it was just like, uh... And it really was. She would always, and I was like, what am I doing? Why am I throwing this away? Yeah. When every morning that we sleep together, she's willing to do that before she leaves. Hmm. It's like, I don't ask for it. It's just, and I'm like, so I kind of held it on longer. But then like a year or two later, I said, like, you know, I could tell you were uh, sort of falling, getting into a relationship. That's what I, she said to you? No, that's what I said to her. Oh. So I was like, that's sort of what's always uncomfortable for me. And she goes, no, I just wanted to bang and have one of us leave. Huh. I was like, damn it. Interesting. I did not see that right. I think some of it's, and I heard this, I heard a clip of you talking to Chelsea, <laughs> where she's like, oh, yeah, because you're so irresistible yeah. that no girl could just come over and sex, have sex. That's not even possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like, that must be happening in my mind, too. Well, you know, my response to that is like, yeah. <laughs> what are you a fucking dummy beat it you think there are a lot of like good guys moonwalking on the sidewalk special dudes <laughs> well you know I look at I look at guys and girls special guys and special girls are hard to find and of course I'm joking but there's also part of, part of me that's serious it's like if you're not a scumbag and yeah. I'm not uh, and you're uh, decent and kind and, and you pay attention and you're empathetic and all those sorts of things it's kind of uh, you know what? Maybe I'm due to get my heart really broken. Maybe that's like what the next stage of my evolution is. <laughs> I had it when I was already in the phase of just like boning once in a while, mm. you know, and sort of. You had what? Had somebody still like really hurt me? Really? A couple times, yeah. And it wasn't even somebody I'd gone out with like a couple times, but I was like just torn up over it. Did you really fall for them? Yeah, it was just uh, like I fell for somebody, and then it's like when they didn't want to hang out, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, but what kind of what the fuck? Sad what the fuck, or is it King Ralph who wants his ham? No, it wasn't that, because I've had girls say no before. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded bad. <laughs> I've had girls not be into me. That's totally fine. We were hit it off, and that's, I started to like them. That's re- can, I, can I interrupt? Yeah. We're not going to forget the story. I'm, this is vulnerable. Okay. I'm ashamed. But I, I recently I, – here's a rule. I've never tried to pick up a girl or go home with a girl or whatever that I didn't feel like a ding with, like a connection sort of thing. Okay. Like it's never just like I think this person's up for it. Let's do it. It's always been like, oh, there's something about this person. Um, and like so that, Don Juan DeMarco. I don't know what that means. Um, from that movie with Johnny Depp and Marlon Brando where he played – he thought he was Don Juan DeMarco because he's crazy. Do you remember what that is, Katie? I'm um, glad Katie didn't either. I get a lot of shit for not knowing things sometimes. It was my favorite review of anything. It said, if you don't, if you can't get laid after this one, you just can't get laid. After the movie? It was a San Francisco Chronicle review of that. Like but, if uh, you bring but, someone to the movie? Yeah. Uh-huh. But he would always, Johnny Depp would always say, there's something about a, a smile or something about yes. every woman that I can get into. Okay, and that's kind of true. But if you want to talk about a mistake, there's, there, there's been times when I've slept with somebody and I didn't ne- necessarily feel the click necessarily. Oh, yeah. And I was like, well, 
again, another thing my therapist says, he's like, you know, it's that power responsibility thing. If you are in a position to sleep with people, maybe don't do it with everybody you could because it's not, it's not really. Yeah, you got to get that out of your system, though. <laughs> Fuck a few people that you can just because you can. And then you're like, oh, this is not, I'm not into this anymore. It's so uncomfortable for me. But yeah, so I said to this girl, uh, and Jesus fuck, can I tell you, we're not going to forget about your heartbreak. I'm writing it down. I already got through it anyway. I'm just mentioning it. We're on it. (laughs) Uh, This girl, this girl was being really, really flirty with me. And I was like, and that, I kind of need it to be obvious at sometimes. Yeah. Uh, Just throw it out there. Hey, Pete. Yeah. What are you doing? Because I want to do stuff with my mouth to you. It wasn't that, but it was almost like a joking version of that, okay? Yeah. So a lot of sexy jokes, a lot of touching jokes and silliness. And then I was like, at the end of the night, it wasn't like, I didn't get the adrenaline of like, I'm, I'm really going out on a limb here. I just said like, come on, I'll give you a ride home. And she goes, I don't do that. And I go... And I, it didn't even hurt my feelings. I just went, oh, yeah, me neither. That's gross. That's, a, that's horrible. Who would do that? <laughs> that was like when you said, I don't mind hearing no. I actually kind of find it funny. <laughs> Wait, and so I, she didn't want she was just like saying sexual stuff and you got a misread or, or she just what? Yep. I mean, I, I, I'm saying it pretty casually now, but at the time I ran it by a couple friends that, were, that get like, I like when friends get mad for you. And yeah. they're like, that's bullshit like but it's not it's fine yeah there's no rule and you know what i didn't go home cursing no yeah the gods i just i just went home i'm a grown man and yeah, that's it's not fine. a big deal it's not a big deal and it and it worked out just fine that was that was a long time ago that story which is fine it's way easier to turn stuff down or to decide nah it's okay don't worry about yeah. it you gotta and, be up and you want to know the truth is the the moment that happens is there's a, there's a release of tension I mean, people think like, oh, guys, just want to get it wet and stuff. Yeah, sure, I suppose. But also, like, when you say something, a loaded thing like, come on, I'll take you home, you're you're saying a big thing right there. You're not just saying I'll take you home. You're like, let's go. Let's walk to my car. Let's find out where you live. Let's figure out how to make a move. Let's figure out how I'm going to get back. Who has a condom? All this sort of stuff. Yeah. But then also it's just – I'm just saying – You're saying all that with – Let's maybe take you home. But what I'm saying is, I, I didn't even finish my point because <laughs> I'm dumb. Is when that person says no, is there's a bittersweetness to it. You don't get the the sex that you wanted, but you also uh, you don't have to, don't have to figure out stuff. any of that shit. You're, immediately, my brain replaces the evening's itinerary with go home and watch Breaking yeah. Bad. You know what I mean? I um I uh, I want to talk about your heartbreak, but what are you going to say? Did it with this girl in Dallas once a long time ago. It's one of the first people I like hooked up with on the road. Yeah, and we were I didn't know how to make a move, you know, and we were <laughs> we were like just sitting there in her apartment for like a while. <laughs> um, ah, the long oh, while. God, Jesus, Ari, yeah. I, that is you've done that, haven't you? Of you just course. Sit there and they must be like, what are you doing? It's like in Sideways. Go. Have you seen Sideways? Yeah. You know the part where he, he gives that. She gives that beautiful explanation of why she likes Pino. Uh-huh. Uh, and him and his, his friend Thomas Hayden Church is fucking the other girl in the other room. And they're together. And she gives this beautiful monologue. And there's that they capture that moment where he's supposed to kiss her. And then he goes, yeah, but I, you know, I like other wines too. You know, like he just like keeps going. You can't do it. You miss the moment. Yeah. Moment, moment, and the long while. Yeah. Figuring out your positioning on a couch. Oh, should I go in now? In a car is really difficult. Yeah. Fucking difficult. Go on. It's so uncomfortable, too, if you start to move forward and then they, they, they're not seeing it, so they move sideways a little bit. Uh, and they, they might be like, no, 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 st- st- keep trying to try again. You were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're yeah. like, no, I'm done. There's headbutts, too. Sometimes unintentional headbutts can happen. I've seen in uh, films. Yeah. 
Oh, but we were we very realistic pornos. She said to her, yeah, very realistic pornos. <laughs> Leaving everything. They should have those. The awkwardness <laughs> of the of the getting there. And a porno, make it seem real. Uh, that's like the strip club with the sweater. Yeah. The sweatshirt. So you, so the long while. Oh, so she, then she, her brother called her on the phone. She took it and she went outside. And then she, I heard her from outside say, yeah, I'm probably going to sleep with him. Really? Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. And then we, she came back and we started making out pretty quickly just because I knew. Is but, that? Hmm? But then we, had to, we didn't have condoms. So we had to drive to the... So we had to dry (laughs) (laughs) him. But she mentioned, like, it's weird when you drive to get con. Like, we both know what's going to happen when we get home. Uh, Friend, can I tell you one? Yeah. This is a weird. (laughs) This is vulnerable, I guess. I recently, or not that recently, this is probably. Oh, sorry. Sorry. That was was you, and I apologized. I used to make fun of one of my friends, and he he fucks a lot. And I, I still don't, even though it's been a lot more. It's a good amount. I'm happy with how much I'm having sex, but I'm not still not like completely there. And uh, my friend is always has condoms on him. He always yeah. has condoms on him. Constantly has con- constant condoms. Like yeah. old constant condoms. So old constant condoms always has them. And I think that's just embarrassing. The crinkle. It's so distinct. If you can see the outline on your wallet. Yeah. Or, or if it's in your breast pocket. What yeah. is that? The badge? Are you the sheriff of safe sex? <laughs> the, the crinkle. It's like it's either a fortune cookie or safe sex that is in your bag right now. So – if you're it's if it's on you it's awkward yeah. and then i've been in a situation where uh i i went back to uh, some a girl's place and it was awesome and i was really excited and great and we really hit it off and then when people were naked yeah <laughs> when you got naked when yeah. people were naked people, no i have yeah. to remove myself from the story cuz i'm uncomfortable <laughs> when people were naked um Pete, I have to, this is crazy. Jesus, dude. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> now I'm kidding. I there, there's a great moment in Jesse James where he talks about killing a guy and he goes, and then Jesse he tells the story <laughs> third person. So I was like, do you have a condom? And she's like, no. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like I didn't say that. And then we just went to sleep. We didn't even do anything. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> there's a third option too. Yeah, there's other <laughs> options, but it was just so it just kind of ruined everything. Oh really? Just because where were you doing it? At your place or at her house? At her house. Yeah, and then she should have whoever's place it is has the responsibility to have the condoms. I'm kind of right there with you. As soon as you start college, first How year of college, just have a few condoms at home. We had just been at a show. Why would I be doing a show with fucking condoms in my pocket? That's a fucking weird thing to do. Yeah. So it didn't happen, and then and then in the morning I woke up and realized she lived like half a block from a place. But I've never done that. I've never. I'm new no. at this, and almost all I'm like I've never done that. It's a weird interruption to the moment, but it can be relaxing. Yeah, because like, there's so much tension. Like, oh, we're gonna do this, and it's like we have to. And then it's like, okay, let's calm well, down condoms, for ten minutes and just talk. Condoms as a whole are weird. I hate that declaration that you're like, my dick is hard enough for fucking now. Yeah. I hate that. There's no female equivalent of that when you unwrap. Like, it's not really a problem anymore can i say this yeah in all of this new sex stuff i've been waiting sometimes it does feel hollow sometimes it does feel shallow sometimes it does feel a little bit like um what's a a degradation of something sacred you're like sex can be beautiful and it can be this soulful thing and sometimes fucking it's just like why did i just like have fast food when i could have like a fine meal you know like you can you can make it a special thing and not whore it out um but also for the most part it's been positive oh yeah it hasn't been in fact, it's it releases be- endorphins. It's a good thing for you. And, but then, like w- long after the endorphins are gone, even the memory and just the thought of because uh-huh. it goes back to love for me. It really does, and that's why 
And I, I'd like to – it's affectionate for me. It's not It's not just – I don't like the, uh, you know, not looking, not kissing. No, not kissing Turn the weird. lights off. I've never done that. But I'm just saying like anything that's like let's let's really no, ensure this to that. be yeah. casual. Yeah. The lights off is more casual? Lights off would be – I've I've never fucked with the lights off. I don't think I have once or twice. Oh, I don't like God. it. I just thought it was girls who were had uh, body dysmorphia. I've run into or that. slight. What you run into that from time to time? Yeah, they're just not comfortable with this sort of someone they don't really really know. But see, that's body. see. I want everybody to have sex camp. Yeah, the, the it be- would be a lot better. The bet, but I mean, like the sex should be sex camp. Uh, the most the most recent time I had sex was very sex campy, and it was and it was beautiful. It's something that uh, that you think about all the time and smile and feel good about because it it was like it's this thing that can be really dirty yeah and especially growing up religious you're told that it's dirty yeah and then when you find somebody even if it is just a casual thing that is just like loving yeah. and kind of like okay with you you seem cool we're both into each other sexually let's yeah. just do this it's, and, it should be nice and everybody's looking out for everybody you know yeah. what i mean i don't mean just mean orgasms i just mean like everybody's checking in with each other seeing if things are okay mm-hmm. and at the end of it there's no shame. I've, I've yeah. never fucked and we been walk like, into your car. Yeah, or you know, or, you know. Then she could be like, "Nah, you don't have to." Like, okay, cool. Yeah. It's, it's cold. It's funny. Yeah, I don't know. It can be. Yeah, it can be really nice. It can be very loving. It can be good. It can. It can be a place, a good spiritual place. I know that's weird to say, but like something that I was taught is just like the complete betrayal, the slap in the face of God is to fuck a stranger or to fuck somebody you just met or whatever, or fuck somebody you only went out with once or twice. Why? There's so many of these rules that are put onto it. I know. Your penis works in there to a girl's vagina. It does. Yours reacts with hardness, <laughs> and theirs gets wet to lubricate the vagina to let you get it. That's the normal thing it's not any sort of slap in the face to god why would he tell us to deny give us that desire and then say don't don't use it look but that's an asshole move yeah why would you do that it's like giving a bb gun to a to a baby yeah or adolescent maybe no i understand it's like there's no way any real god would have said that there's no way (laughs) that's a big one not any just god that's what to test yourself for what yeah well, I mean, wasn't back in the day people were getting married? Yeah, when people lot. made that shit up and they yeah. needed family life, that's when you needed to have a relationship so you could invent that sort of stuff. Right. But now you don't need that. <laughs> and in that day, you never had anyone find you on Facebook and say, you're cute. Do you want to fuck someday? Yeah. If you're ever going to be in Tucson, come over. <laughs> I just broke up with my boyfriend and I'm looking for someone to break a streak with. Here's the thing. You start fucking more. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to get married? I, I was married once. You were? Yeah. Oh, here we go. Short time. Let's talk about that and let's talk about heartbreak. But the idea, yeah, that, I want to put this question to you. Okay. Is the is the not whoring it up? Oh, you were married too? Yeah. Yep. Uh, I won't talk about that. I want to talk about yours. I'll inevitably talk about mine too. Um, is is the not fucking everybody thing yeah. in defense of that okay. to make it a little bit more special and then you marry somebody and then that is your fuck person. I was Orthodox Jewish in Israel in a yeshiva for two years, Shomer Nagia, which uh. means you can't touch a girl. You touch your sister, your mom, your daughter. Wow. Uh, I didn't have a daughter. So if you have a daughter, you've definitely shoved Agiyas yeah. before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shoved Agiyas? Sure. If you have a daughter, you've definitely been shoving some Gitas. If there's someone else on that list, you'd be touching. My rabbis would be so disappointed. <laughs> Shoved some gitas. I'm so sorry. I also couldn't be more interested. So you were Orthodox. Yeah. But I love it. I wouldn't touch anybody. But there was this girl, Hannah Lieber, who I had a crush on. And uh, she was, this was after six months to two years, somewhere in that range of yes. not having 
uh, maybe six, eight months of not touching a woman. And I just helped her into a cab, put my hand like on her, the back of her arm as she went in. And it was like an electric feeling. Oh. It was like, whoa. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so there yeah. is something special to that, but. I like that. Like, how much are you going to do without, what's the trade-off? It's nicer once in a while. It's like if I don't get high all day, the next day I'll get super blasted my first time. <laughs> but it's not worth not getting high with all my friends. Yeah. If they're all going to be smoking in a good circle. A good circle. I didn't know that was your lingo. <laughs> your weed <laughs> people I just made lingo. That up. That's a thing, right? Yeah, you got a cool bunch of people smoking pot. Yeah, okay. You know? I love that you said that. I think that's a good re- – and it's not – It's like sometimes, It's like not masturbating for a few days. Sure, but you don't always that's have to do that. That's what Louis has that bit where he says, I'll stop drinking off just to make it extra good. Okay. But yeah. I, what is the – what is going on there? Even as I'm, I'm telling these uh, a couple stories here about sex and stuff, and the, the shame and all that sort of stuff, you're huh. you're not even touching people, so that must make you think that touching is pretty bad. Yeah, you weren't allowed. I have to imagine your sex. This is something that comes up on the show a lot. The sex of religious people and formerly religious people like you and me yeah. has to be a little bit better <laughs> than religious people. Then no, the non-religious never, never oh, had yeah, a bad maybe. feeling about it because there's a little salt to the sweet where you're like, I'm doing something bad right now. Well, yeah, we say it on the show. We say, "Fuck like you're going to hell." That's why some people just ask me, <laughs> yeah, like why I'll, t- I'll say sexual stories on stage and stuff. Yeah, and I'm like, because I revel in it in some way. It's like it was yeah. so not allowed when I was growing up. Yeah, so I just sort of get off on the idea of like. I just say mentioning it. God love you. God love you. Because that's what we're talking about right now. Is is when when I am having sex and it's with somebody that you don't know. Okay, you yeah. don't know them that well. I can't believe you're doing this. And then when you feel, even in the midst of this bad thing, all capitals, bad thing, you feel love and connection and peace, even and even God love it, redemption and like all the good stuff. You feel it. Yeah. You feel seen and touched and loved. I'm all. I, I don't know if I can. I don't know if I'm. Po- it's possible to articulate this. It's weird to feel God in a place that isn't supposed to have any God to it. And I'm just using God as a word for like a wonderful, peaceful, good. Don't use like, that word for that. Why not? Because what you're just draw, you're just jumping for for no reason. No, I'm borrowing it. Why is I'm reclaiming peace, it? Why is having peace necessarily God? Because I'm reclaiming. it. <laughs> don't reclaim it. You're, why not? I just said. I just step. said. I just said God was in the bedroom with with me fucking some somebody I just met. That's nice. <laughs> Let's mix up this God. He's just into it, watching like, good job, Petey. <laughs> You're doing this right. But, well, I understand. We don't necessarily have to bring God into it. But I don't understand. I don't understand why it would be God. Because I'm starting at a place of God's there hating it, and now oh, I'm right. saying I'm doing it, and I'm saying okay, God's there, there go. and I'm getting a feeling that he's okay with it. And, yeah. I'm, and I'm not saying a literal he, lifeguard, God watching, being like thumbs up, thumbs down, Caesar style. I'm just saying God. This is a nice thing, and what I was supposed to feel ashamed of by God is exactly. now I realize God wouldn't make me feel shame I'm pretty sure it's like that that beautiful moment of like oh this is one of the things we can do and everyone enjoyed it and it was great yeah yeah, yeah. thanks thanks god <laughs> <laughs> so you touched uh Hanna Lieber what is it Hanna Lieber Hanna, oh it's yeah, Hannah we, we name it Hannah yeah that's it <laughs> we name it children things that non-Jews can't even pronounce <laughs> That's how exclusive you guys yeah. are. Exclusive. Oh, sorry. Um, so you're dating. <laughs> it actually kind of happened organically. Exclusive. That kind of happened. So you, you're hard you to touched. get out of the Holocaust with a name like that. What's that? You're hard to get out of the Holocaust with a name like that. Jesus. I'm 100% German. My name is Hannah Lieber Schmidt. 
Oh, no. I'm not allowed to laugh, and I did. Uh, so you felt the electricity. Yeah. You lost your virginity when you were 24? 23. I'm sorry, 23. And uh, how'd that happen? What's what's going on? Tell, take me from uh, kibbutz. Yeah, I left uh, Israel, stayed there for a couple of years. Where were you living in Israel? Uh, Jerusalem. What part? Bait Vagan or Ben Yehuda. Not Ben Yehuda, I'm sorry. Bait Vagan and... and uh, in what quadrants that. In that? is that? Is that the new city or the old city? No, new city. Oh, you were in the new city. Yeah. I don't care. You've been there a lot? I, I was there for six months. Oh, what, doing your Methodist stuff? I'm not Methodist. You're... All, I'll, I'll all, thank you the least now. Oh, <laughs> 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 no, it's Kurt Metzger's parents are Methodists. No, those are Jehovah's. Jehovah's His were Jehovah's? Yeah. You're, what? I'm regular. Who's Methodist? Nobody. There's a Methodist in my mind. Wait, do so you have an M in it? What's, what's, what was your... Mormon? No. <laughs> no. Was there anything else? What were you guys? Uh, we were non-denominational. Evangelical, evangelical. Which always just sounds like code for evangelical. But it's okay. Mm. Um, yes. What was Metzger? What's that? What was Metzger? Jehovah's Witness. Oh, That's yeah. very different from regular. Yeah. I'm not saying regular is better. I'm just a joke. But, no, uh, no, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's all stupid. Yeah. I lived off a of Jaffa Gate in the old city. Uh, the pizza place? Near the pizza place. Oh, nice. Isn't that weird? It's, yeah. so sm- it's like Aladdin. There's one pizza place. <laughs> yeah, there is. There's a monkey Oh, wow. Shop. You lived there for six months? Yeah. Isn't that weird? Wow, that's it was great. awesome. I loved it. I loved it so much. Yeah, it's amazing. The whole city's built of stone. I know. You can slide around. It's all slippery. Mm-hmm. Same stones. They've been worn down. Yeah. Thousands of years. It's so beautiful. It's great. I really love it. Just the architecture and the and the, the, the place they're living in. It's just like, it's, it's, I mean, converted on the inside, but yeah. it's the same stones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super old. And the shops are all super Could old. Could you go to the, the um, air part of the, of the uh, market? Yeah. Yeah, they told us not to go too far. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. But the whole thing here. is Arabic. Even the Jewish quarter felt... Well, the Jewish That's quarter farty. is more like the Jewish sliver. It was so small. There oh, was yeah. a good pizza place in the Jewish quadrant. Mm-hmm. It's like New York style. Oh, yeah, yeah. They know Off Ben Yehuda Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But most of it's Arabic. Even the Armenian quarter seems all Arabic. It's all yeah, Arabic. I barely ever went to those places. Yeah, that's weird. I wouldn't even thought Armenian that. quarter I went to. Yeah, it's just the Jewish quarter. and Why would it all be Jewish? Jewish Christian, Armenian, and... Uh, What's the other one? Like... Muslim. Oh, Arab, yeah. yeah oh, Arab. Isn't that strange? Armenian. Christian, yeah. So you take me there. How did, how did we get to Israel? Oh, I was Orthodox Jewish growing up. Uh-huh. I was non-religious until like fourth grade, and then, then we moved, and my dad wanted to be religious, so we got religious, <laughs> I guess. What, what happened? Um, uh, he got arrested. <laughs> really? Yeah. Some white-collar crimes. And so we moved like closer to uh, my mom's extended family in Maryland. That was closer to like the, the the prison. We moved from North Carolina to. Wait, he went to prison. Yeah. Really? Yeah, for a few years. Who? Yeah. Like insider trading. It was something like that. I don't know anything else. It was all that. just gold investments and fucking yeah. Nobody like got punched in the face. Right. You know, it was just like <laughs> funds got moved. It's Jew crimes. <laughs> oh God. You know. Jew greed. Crimes. Greed is a Jew crime. That's what it is. Oh. No, the, the boys love greed too. We love a good uh, Jew crime. We call them Jew crimes too, though. <laughs> yeah, that's the difference. What do you have to commit Jew crimes for? Steal his wallet. Oh no! So uh, your dad commits some crimes. Some so he moved some to Jake crimes. So then he went back to he, he was raised religious. Uh, um, moved from Israel. His family moved to Israel after the Holocaust. Then he moved to America when he was like after he got out of the army. Yeah, and then it was like I'm done with religion, like I'm out. 
And then he commits some white collar crimes. Yeah. And then goes back to Israel. No, he just became religious. He oh okay, so he just becomes yeah. Religious. And so we moved. So so how old are you? Fourth grade. That's when your dad becomes religious. Yeah. Interesting. Beginning of fourth grade. So no you're like eleven, ten. Yeah, I don't know. Nine. Nine. Because it's around that time. Nine. This is what uh, Tom Snyder and I were talking about. It's around that time that the things you're interested in yeah. take more of a mental hold. Oh, really? So if, my, if you're being introduced to religion, nine, ten, eleven. That's about the same time I was, and that's when you know you have more brain cells, and you're like, the religion ones will live. Oh, right. Isn't that weird? Wow. Yeah, I could see that. Strange. So. Wow. Yeah, this is why I don't want to have children. There's like they're so impressionable at ages like that. You can I just, know. You well, can fuck them up so easily. So yeah. anyway, so uh, so then uh, I had to be religious, and then in eleventh grade I switched to like a non-denominational Jewish school. I went to like an Orthodox Jewish school for a while, then I switched. For eleventh, twelfth grade, and then I like I like would eat Roy Rogers and stuff, hmm. but I wouldn't tell my parents. You mean you'd eat a burger with cheese? Yeah, do that too. We're, we're mixing it up. What else at Roy Rogers wouldn't you be able to eat if you were Orthodox? Chicken. Uh, it has to be killed in the right way. Kosher. You can't chicken. eat the burgers either. Get that salt in there. Yeah, kosher. Dry, you can't eat like McDonald's hamburgers. Dry up the blood. Right. Yeah, there's that, and it has to be killed in like a certain they call it a humane way, but in between like in between two specific like. Uh, <laughs> bones in your neck really yeah and if you mess up you just give it to the goyim we can't eat this we love it though oh yeah it tastes the same wrong butchered chicken <laughs> wrong butchered chicken it, yeah call me crazy but it's tastier if a Jew made a mistake with it the chicken suffered <laughs> slightly more and the Jew fucked up so it's just it's just delicious <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't want to like it too much, but I love it. I love things you're not supposed to say. So, uh, and then after high school, a lot oh, of but high you're rebelling. Kids, yeah, I'm rebelling a little bit. But then I came back to it. So after high school, I went. I went to high for the last semester of senior year. My not my non denominational Jewish school went to Israel. Uh, we like took a double credits in, in math and English for mm-hmm. the first semester, and then they called it like six credits in Israel. We just graduate early. You don't have to go, but everybody goes. Really? Yeah, and we stayed on a kibbutz for a while, and we, and then then I, we, I, I'm, I don't want to be stupid, but a kibbutz, is that tenth? No, that is. What am I thinking of? Bedouin. Bedouins, yeah. Like, thanks. Were we you in that Star once. Wars? <laughs> 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 did you guys march in a single file to hide your numbers? Uh, you were on a kibbutz. Oh, that was baseballs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you were on a kibbutz, uh, which is just. Uh, it's just a commune. It's like everyone chips in and everybody works together. Somebody works on the on the on the furniture place. Somebody works with the chickens. Somebody works with the cows. Somebody yeah. picks avocados. Somebody works in, in uh, being like raising people's kids while it they're working. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It sounds great. Yeah. It's really just nobody – you make a little money, but really everyone gets paid the same. Just everyone chips in. Yeah. Were you happy? It sounds like a happy place. Yeah, well, I was with my friends. We didn't really work. We just got out of work. We were yeah. the tourists who were just there. Right. I'm sure the oh, school so- probably paid them a bunch of money to let us be there. Oh, interesting. Thanks. So you, you were the tourists and the real kibbutzers were like, yeah, you know. Kibbutz yeah. I'm yeah. Sh- almost positive they were ugh. like that. Yeah. A couple of us worked hard. I just tried to pretend I was sick every day. That's so funny. Or I find a spot picking avocados like way, way out, and I would just sleep. <laughs> you know, <laughs> with a huge yarmulke shielding the sun. Uh huh. We would pull a yarmulke. <laughs> Absolutely right. That's how you do. <laughs> you have the yarmulke burn. Uh-huh. We have the perfect circle on All your right. face. Were you napping in the, on the avocado fields? No. No. <laughs> That's hilarious. Sure looks like you are. So there, I started keeping kosher again, and I was like, oh, I can do this really easily in Israel. There's oh, not sure. very many non-kosher it's like places. Like being a vegan in California. Easy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we lived in Jerusalem for a couple a couple months too, so it was like a split. So it was really Jerusalem's super easy to eat kosher. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. 
Did you do you remember in the new on the way from the old city to the new city there was one adult bookstore? No. I'm sorry to bring this back to sex, but I used to pass that place and want pornography so badly. And I never would have had the balls to go in. No. Ever. Especially in Jerusalem. It's God's Why living didn't room. Why did our parents tell us just chill out a little bit? It's okay. My mother, I think, wishes she had told me to chill out a little bit. It's interesting. She's, she, I don't know if you've had this moment with your parents, but my mom uh, didn't really apologize. But she was kind of like, I didn't know the extent to which you were being told and things were like really bad. Oh, right. But to, you know, in my church's defense, it was because I kept asking you know what I mean? If you just took the the line, like the 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 sermon, and didn't ask about it, you, you could wouldn't kinda, feel that much anger. About you wouldn't it or, feel that or, much or, or fear. Of doing but if, it. if you did all the extra stuff and wanted to talk to the pastor after and be like, "Well, what about this? What about this?" You know, it says in the Bible, looking at a woman is the same as uh, committing adultery. Is that true? And they'd be like, "Yes, that's what they have to say." And then you're like, "So every time Fuck. I I look at Amy in my fucking earth science class, I'm, I'm committing adultery or whatever." And they're like, "Well, I mean, you're not married, but yeah, it's really bad." And I'm just like, "Jesus, fuck!" So uh. wonder. It's a wonder we got to 10 this when year. When you're impressionable. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And that stuff goes in. The door closes like Indiana Jones. I didn't even have time to get my hat. Yeah. It's so hard to like – when you see those girls, like the same thing we say where you're sitting on the couch wondering the move to make. It's like yeah. the reason you're not making that move is because your parents. Yeah. And mine too. And your religion. Yeah. And I was raised bit. on like network television pretty much. So yeah. my versions of, of relationships were all that. Yeah. Nobody just hung out and hooked up. Yeah. Nobody ever. I, I was an Urkel. You were an Urkel? <laughs> yeah. I, I, did, I didn't even want to touch Laura. I just wanted to tell her I loved her every yeah. once in a while. Yeah. And then the rest of the time, I'd just be slipping on banana peels. <laughs> and now, I mean, like, what's so wrong about now wanting to Stephane. fuck Laura? Remember <laughs> 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 that? That is the weirdest thing. That was clearly the actor's like, hey, come on. I can't just be a dork. Yes, Jaleel. Let me be cool. Oh, my God. I can't believe that was laser. That was so perfect. Free podcast. We, I was a religious Urkel, and now I want to be a goddamn Stefan every once in a while. What's, what was so bad about Stefan? He was cool. White suits. He still treated women well. He treated ladies right. Yeah. Fuck. How do we become Stefans? Whenever that guy went on like Arsenio Hall late night stuff, he would always like have him like play basketball and stuff. Yeah, to show that he wasn't a dork. Oh, that plagued that guy. Of course, Jaleel White. Yeah, isn't that great, man? That's you know it's interesting. You know, again going back to the sex, but it it is. It's we were we were made into Urkels, but we all have this Stefan inside of us. And I've talked to people that listen to the show that are kind of like it's interesting to listen to you go through that because I am trying to liberate myself and figure out. Where the ethical slut is, if there is one. Yeah. We're like, this is not what I want. Yeah. It's okay. It's, it's, it's the main people. theme of, of Mad Men. It's the theme that comes up time and time again on Mad Men and a lot of shows I like. What we want versus what's expected of us. If, yeah. you, if you keep that in your mind and watch Mad Men, you'd be shocked how many times they say it. And that battle between like doing what we think is expected and yeah. just giving into our own desires. Yes, because we yeah. can't be all id, but we also can't be all superego either. Yeah, like you feel bad about it, but then you're like, why am I feeling bad about these real desires that I'm having? Yeah. It's right. like, it's not bad. There's, a, I think there's a, there's a good way to be Stefan. There's a good way. And maybe there's something in the middle too. How come was only the player or a complete dork? There's no like creepy... Yeah. There's no fucking... Where's the in-between? Like I the think there is an in-between. Masturbating to a premium blend set or something. Oh. <sighs> 
something like that. Like, where's that? <laughs> I don't understand. Why are we jerking off to premium blend? I thought somebody looked really hot, and you're just like, oh, oh I'm going to jerk off to this. Like, not, a, not like a player, but somewhere in between. That's so funny. Something I think gross. there is something in between. I don't think it needs to be the extreme. Neither of us are putting on Dracar Noir and a, and a sideways, you know, Von Dutch hat and trying to meet girls at the Laugh Factory. But I mean, like, there's something about, we've somehow gotten back to sex. It's on my mind. Yeah. It's on my mind. So yeah. let's stay at the kibbutz. You're not okay. picking avocados. Yeah. And you're not rebelling. You decided to go the other way. Yeah. Why? Fear of death? No. <laughs> I had never thought about it at all. It was just like, oh, I can do this thing. You just thought I this was a place keeping for me. kosher. I can do this. But you, I, more than just being kosher, just the whole thing. Yeah. Your parents would like it? Yeah, my parents would like it. They're totally fine with that. So I went, I, I stayed there for two more years. I stayed in yeshiva, in like a seminary. Oh, wow. Yeah, for two years. In, uh, that's where Baivagan was, like uh, near the old uh, Holocaust Memorial out there. Uh-huh. It's right near there in the mall. Um, yeah, near we the studied. McDonald's? Uh, no, we did see a subway, though. They opened up a subway on Ben Yehuda Street. Uh-huh, I know. And <laughs> um, made the mistake, didn't do their research, the subway corporation, Made a kosher subway, and uh, you know how they had those small, medium, large cups? You can get whatever you want for yeah. refills? Yeah. Sold maybe two larges the entire year, all <laughs> smalls, and people would pass off their cups to each other. It's like, oh, you're going in here. Use my cup. Return it to me later. Really? Yeah. Then they had to change this, the policy. More Jew crimes. Jews. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on, subway. That's what it was. It was like, dude, these are fucking real Jews. <laughs> You cannot let them fill up their own drinks. Are we – I mean I'm laughing because it's inappropriate and not okay to make these jokes or whatever, quote unquote. But I, I've never met – I've never had a Jewish friend that didn't enjoy them I suppose and Katie's yeah. enjoying them. Is that – so you're saying – Those stereotypes come from somewhere. I don't know if it comes from a, from a place of like victimization from the Holocaust so right. we have to eat when we can or whatever it is. But well, the it's merchant, real. The Merchant of Venice thing when, when Jews were in charge of loans and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know that. I that didn't came know from that. us only being allowed – we couldn't have real jobs. That's right. So it was kind of like bred into you almost. Yeah. Or I guess a, a more racist person would say – into us. Maybe it was socialized into you, or maybe it was like you guys were really good at it anyway, and you let them do it. Yeah. I, don't, I think it, I think it's probably the first thing. Yeah, um, but who knows? I'm not here to. <laughs> oh, that's all the only job we can get. So then became thing. But once that happened, you can make a joke about Jewish bankers because yeah. it became a, right, right, right. Like a real like fucking Harry Potter. What is that? The fucking goblins that look like Jewish, like <laughs> racist Jewish cartoons. <laughs> yeah. As I, am I, I can't be the only person that was watching that. Like, what the? Is this a propaganda film? I never thought. I never. I don't know if I saw it or noticed it. If I definitely must have seen one of them. But I don't remember the goblins. I mean, like you know, witches and stuff. Anti-Semitism comes up on the show a lot. <laughs> but the witches and goblins and stuff—the huge noses. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's. I guess you could say Italians. I suppose are also stereotyped to have big noses. But uh, the money collecting goblins, short. They were money collecting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, then. Geez. Yeah, they're the bankers, and they're like, you oh. want a loan, and they look like if you drew it and didn't color it in green and said this is a Jew, you'd be you'd be in trouble. <laughs> you ever watched Dumbo recently? <laughs> no. And hear the crows talk. No. It's oh, the so black crows. Racist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mooney told me about it, and I was like, "No, that's a childhood memory." But then I watched it, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, this is really, really. It's bad. like they jive talk, right? Yeah, but it's like, well, how? Oh, I can't do. I can't even do it. I, can't, yeah. I don't even know how to do yeah, the impression. Yeah, yeah. It's like what well, Bugs Bunny used to get in blackface from time to time. Really? Yeah, it's it's awkward. Wow. It's more than awkward. It's, it's <laughs> unfortunate. Awkward. Yeah. And this came up recently too because I just saw it was Dr. Seuss drew like anti. Uh, Japanese Japanese propaganda 
which was like, you know, just picture anti-Japanese propaganda, but like mm. with a little bit, like with some weird flowers in the background. <laughs> That's basically what it was. Don Barris, whenever he puts me on a flyer for something, whenever he's having some Ding Dong show or yeah. some. He will uh, put my picture on, but then Photoshop the nose like sixty to eighty percent longer. <laughs> <laughs> so you like you see it, but you can't not right away. It's like what? Really oh, that's funny. That's very funny. <laughs> okay, so we're in Israel. We're by the mall. Yeah, I figure I can stay. So I I saw a couple of yeshivas. You haven't talked to anybody yet. Nope, still a virgin. Still a virgin. Yeah, had a chance or two. I'm not. Uh, oh, you passed. Not a not. Oh no no. Yeah, and then one, at the very end of Israel, the first Israel trip with my high school. Yeah. I could have easily had sex with Lissa Skatol. Oh, I know Lissa. But she wouldn't, um, she wouldn't say she loved me. I oh. had a huge crush on her throughout this, this, I guess, senior year. Really? Yeah. Went to see her. This is in Israel? Yeah. She, didn't, she wasn't into it. She wanted me to take it a little slower. I couldn't do it. So then uh, I was like, well, then I can't be friends with you if I can't. Oh, God. I'm so, I'm so emotional over everything. Yeah. I was like, well, then I can't talk to you. Wait. Why like so dramatic? Why so black and white? I was white? fucking 18. And you think that this experience is one of the only experiences I've ever had of this. Yeah. So I don't know how to handle it yet. You mean the rejection? Yeah. But it wasn't even it wasn't rejection. rejection. It was just like, and her friends were telling me, like, just give her like a week. Really? Yeah. And I couldn't wait anymore. What? Yeah. Why didn't you? David Taylor does this to Morgan Murphy when we we're all doing open mics. Yeah. She was doing everything in her power to let him know that she was not interested. She would constantly say, I'm so glad we're such good friends. Good friends like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like constantly. And then he just couldn't take it anymore. And one day he was like, you know, I want to fuck you, right? She was like, David, come on. Yeah. I've done everything in my power to yeah. tell you don't make this move. Yeah. Oh, no. And then they just didn't talk for like a year. But you made the move and she just said, I want to go she, slower. Yeah, something like that. I wasn't even trying to fuck. Why were I was you so, trying to like date her. I'm interested in then that upset you. Yeah, I just fe- it wasn't even that upsetting. I just felt like I'd be so embarrassed that I wouldn't be able to talk to her. Mm. So I just had to avoid her. It's interesting. Like does, awkwardly and obviously avoid her. Does this make sense at all? This again what? comes from my therapist, Dr. Gary Penn, who has a wonderful book called I Can't Believe My Life Came to This. Check it out. <laughs> I'll go to him. Is that oh, a he's the doctor? best. Uh, he doesn't take insurance. Oh, that's um, a good doctor then. Yeah. He's not fucking around. He knows his self-worth. He says, you want the Dr. Gary Penn? You fucking pay for Dr. Gary yeah. Penn. That's what he says. He doesn't say that. Um, <laughs> but he's, he's interested. Sometimes when I'm uh, rejected, not just sexually, but uh, relationally, yeah. uh, I get really, really mad. It's, it's one of the few times, not, not in front of anybody. That would be gauche. But I've caught myself being like, fuck you, like really mad inside. Because he was like, it's like the breast, okay? Yeah. He's very Freudian. He's like, the breast either gives us milk and we love it, or the, mil- uh, the milk dries up and now we want to bite it. We hate the breast. Like, it, we villainize it. So it's like, either the girl or the person in the relationship gives us what we want and we love it, or it's the black side yeah. where you're like, fuck you, breast. You yeah. dry breast. Fucking eat a meal. I need but some you, milk. But you know in your head, it's like, someone's allowed to not like you. Of course. It's not, they're not doing anything wrong. But that's not into you. That's what makes it so troubling is that there's still something carnal and lizard brain in us that's yeah. just like, I wanted something. And that sounds like a little bit you were like, I want this now, 18-year-old. Yeah. Little yarmulke on my dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was, yeah. That was, yeah, I would have gone for that. And then, and then we worked it out over like the next two months or so. Wait. I visited so- her cubots, and then I had a chance at the end. I was super drunk. So was she. She already boned a bunch of people. What? Yeah, she was already. She lost her virginity at like, like, I don't know when. So you weren't told that sex was bad or you guys were rebelling? No, my first school is what the fourth through tenth grade. That's what got into me. They said bad. They said bad. They didn't really say bad. It just, I, I felt uncomfortable with sex. It wasn't like I felt like I was sinning. Yeah. I just, it just seemed. Do you guys have that concept, sin? Mm-hmm. Okay. We have sin. We don't have hell. 
Well, we have purgatory to clean us up. Oh, really? For Eleven months, regardless. Everybody. Everybody goes through it. Just need a stronger wash or a, you know lighter wash, depending on <laughs> the how, cycle. How fuck your your soul is? Really? Yeah, you can wash it less if you're like a great rabbi. You just need a little bit of scrubbing. Jesus, I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, <laughs> Ari did hit the thing in this. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, that sounds fantastic. Actually, that's that's what yeah. I used to talk to the rabbis I, I knew in Jerusalem about hell, really? and then they were like. They were not into and the so idea. It's God's soul. You're going to go back to him. What's that? It's God's soul. You're going to go back to him soon. Oh, you mean you, you, the soul belongs to God? Yeah, it's just you sit around him. My Christian friends would say God rules hell and delights in it. So you go back to God, yeah. but it, it's so he can torture you. Oh. <laughs> Isn't that fucked? Yeah. It's crazy, man. God had to make the devil, right? Yeah, but he's also torturing the devil, I'm pretty sure. A- after everything comes to fruition, this is my understanding, my more extreme Christian friends, we're talking about eternal torment, like fucking cartoon hell. Uh-huh. That's where you go if you didn't. Here's what I think hell and heaven is. Tell me. I think it's just an extension of what you got into in, in on this plane. Completely agree. Like if you're into being chased and um, making a good meal with your wife, then that's what heaven will be to you. And they look at the people who are, fucking, who are drinking Jack and fucking hookers. Loved I was you. like, oh, they're in hell. It's like, no, they're just... Just, that's just their heaven. Oh, really? <laughs> it just looks different. That's you. interesting. I love that idea. That, that's an, that I, I do believe in my more touchy-feely spiritual moments that, that the afterlife is an extension of our life. It's a reflection of our life. So how we lived here, I think either we have work to do when we're done. Yeah. Okay, first of all, let's, let's include the first probability, which is that it's just lights None out. None of this is real. Yeah. 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 Lights out. Yeah. Don't, don't get mad at me. Absolutely. Yeah. Makes perfect sense. Lights out. We're done. You still but, doing your God bit? Me, yeah, I just recorded for my hour. Yeah, man. Up high. Very nice. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. I Good. forgot that you, I'm so happy that you like that. How did it go? How did, did it come off well? Not you the know, whole hour, just that bit. It, that did very well. Okay, cool. That did very well. What's weird about my hour is, is my uh, doing it live, like I, I have better sets than I had for my hour, which is weird. Doing it live, you have better sets. TV tapings, high yeah, ceilings, yeah. cameras everywhere. You're just like, this doesn't necessarily feel like how it feels when I'm doing the show. You do a Comedy Central taping? Uh-huh. They have bad ideas on stand-up taping. Uh, I don't. I wouldn't even because I can say bad. I don't like their ideas on stand-up taping. No, nah, I understand. Um, it was. It was just when I watched the. I watched the tape today. Yeah, and I was like, it's funny. I was just in Boston, and that line got an applause, and this yeah. line got an applause, and, and this everything's line. lit up here. And then, and everything's <laughs> grand, and yeah. And then I'm doing it live, and I'm like, I look fat. What's wrong with my shirt? And like, <laughs> it, it just all of a sudden, it's a very, very different experience. You can only hope. That by the time you bring the stone from the ocean back to your beach towel, that it hasn't dried up completely. That's your only hope. But you've seen me do that bit at the Laugh Factory yeah. with people right there. Yeah, and I can great. gauge their response in real time and change it. But it's the bit, of, it's the bit about Yeah, you can alter your delivery belief. style slightly yeah. based on, you know. The nuance. Uh-huh. It's like fucking. I can, I'm looking them in the face. You do that here at, at Nerd Melt. They'll be with you probably from Absolutely. the start. Yeah, you call, you, have to audibles. Into it. you call audibles, you change the tone of your voice, you move your body differently. It's just like yeah, sex. And then taping, and it's like, no, no, don't do that. Don't do that. And then taping, it's just like taping sex. The soul <laughs> is gone. Suddenly it's just about coming. Out. You're just yeah. like, I, I got to come. This is where I come. <laughs> They're giving me money to come here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so where were we? I, I don't want to lose. So fucking hell. Yeah, I was never oh, upset the about. Oh, the extension, the extension. The, oh, yeah. the, 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 the afterlife. Do you agree with that? Some sort of thing. Yeah, I think so. Why would God punish you for living your life differently? For not instilling in you uh, this 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 fear of hell. Yeah, I'll jump ahead. I lost my faith. Yeah, I know, I know. But like, <laughs> I had that problem. Like, how could God hold it against you 
because you didn't have faith. He's the one that should have put it in there. It's like Apple getting mad at you because their computer didn't work. It's interesting. Like, no, you left out the RAM. <laughs> I didn't have it. Yeah. Because I was playing King's Quest. <laughs> but then maybe the argument could be quit King's Quests and open up the Billy Graham program. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you could Billy make program. this work without it. But like. <laughs> I don't know. that. I mean, so let's get to that. Let's get to you losing your faith. So you're not worried about fucking. Fucking's okay. Yeah, it's not that I'm worried about p- people like, yeah, being mad at me or God being mad at me. I just, I was just, I was just conservative. Yeah. Can you be conservative without being religious at all? Yeah, absolutely. There was this chick, Adrian, who used to work at the comedy store. Had sex with everybody except me and David Taylor. We were the only ones who treated her like a human. Uh, we would talk to her, and she couldn't. She just couldn't do it with us. Really? Yeah. And there was a night where we were talking in the in the, in the back uh, parking lot. I'm just turning my phone off. I'm and sorry. Um, it's okay. And uh, she was sitting on my trunk of my car, and it was like 3 a.m. Everybody was gone. It was a warm summer night or something, and she was sitting, and I was sort of. <laughs> it was a warm summer night or know. something. I'm thinking. I mean, enough coats on. We were just yeah, there. I understand. And um. And she had her legs not wide open like like in a weird sexual way, but just sort of open as she's sitting there. I'm sort of getting closer and closer to the inside of her legs as they're hanging off this my trunk, and I, I get this thought of like I should I think she 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 wants me to like make out with her and just like bend her over. This, but then I was like, there's no way the hotel's right next door. There's windows here. There's no way. Yes, she would do that. And I'm still convinced she wanted me to, but I didn't try because I was like because just the most possible response of. Are you crazy? Yeah. Out here? Yeah. In a fucking parking lot? Yeah. I just, I was so afraid of that sort of thing that that'll make me stop uh, from making a move on girls a lot. Yeah, well, it's, it's, I think that's empowering to play out those fantasies. What do you think is going to happen? You know what I mean? What do you mean? To, to, no. that, that fantasy is absurd. No one's going to yell at you. Oh, right, right. No one's going to be mad I'm gonna at you. i play it out that way. Yeah, you, you played out the worst case yeah. scenario, and you're treating that as exhibit A, but really it, it doesn't yeah, exist. Yeah, it's never, it's never it's happened. never happened. Is that a straw man? Is it's happened to one guy, and he became Freddy Krueger. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it fucked him up so bad. Yeah. Like, so we, <laughs> yeah. we uh, like, I like yeah, to... at worst, you probably would have been like, no, Ari, I can't do this here. Right. And, and then, that, and then you could have been, been like... It. Yeah, why not own? Why not own all of our feelings? I think I think the fully evolved person that we're, we're trying to become is acknowledging our feelings, even if it is like I think I want to fuck you on a car right now. Yeah, and then you go for it, and someone's like, I don't want to be fucked on a car right now, and you're like, Good, we're both speaking our truth. Okay, I want to fuck you on a car. <laughs> you don't want to be fucked on a car. Uh-huh. Everything's fine. Let's eat falafel. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we have to dance around everything? Yeah. Is it so bad that I found you attractive? I want to fuck you on a Hyundai. You're so fucking hot. I want to fuck you on the least sexy car there is. You're on a Kia Sorento. Let's do this. That is a very unsexy car. Oh God. So you're not. You're not. You're awkward and you're not fucking. Let's get to losing the faith, I guess. Okay. Or, or when did you fuck somebody? Uh, well, I got home. I went to Yeshiva University for a year, uh-huh. and in there, I started thinking about my belief. That's and, interesting. Yeah, and Yeshiva University is in Israel. No, that's uh, Yeshiva is like a seminary. It's like a translation of seminary. Uh-huh. Um, they have Yeshiva. It's like seminary college. Okay, the translation Yeshiva University. Where it's in New York. Get? Oh, it's in New York. 185th in Amsterdam. Oh. Um, yeah, and then I started really considering, like, wait, why am I supposed to be with a like a Jewish cunty woman over, <laughs> over like a Mother Teresa in her prime. 
Like, why is that worse? I don't is understand. Is Mother Teresa beautiful? No, I don't know. Oh, somebody, okay. <laughs> I feel like somebody really nice, but that's not Jewish. Like, wait, that doesn't make sense to me. What? Somebody who's charitable and kind, like, but not I, Jewish. I don't get it. Yeah, that's that's worse. I don't. That that seems way better. I yeah. don't see why this is a problem. Right. So I just started thinking about stuff more and more. Well, they put a pretty interesting wedge in your in your faith. That clause of date and marry a Jewish woman. Yeah. The weird thing is, though, yeah. in Jewish law, the sin for having sex with a non-Jewish woman outside of um, marriage, almost nothing. The, what do you mean? The punishment for Almost it? nil. Yeah. There's, the only sin for having sex with a Jewish woman outside of marriage is that she is probably not clean from her period. If you're, if you're not <laughs> married, you probably don't have to go to a ritual bath to get... You have to, every time you finish your period, yes. you have to have seven clean days. This is obvious stuff that every religion, I'm sure, has. Oh, God. And then you have to take a bath in uh, 40 amos of, uh, of water, of Whoever natural water. Whoever wrote the Old Testament, maybe mm-hmm. Moses, saw a girl getting her period, and it traumatized <laughs> It traumatized <laughs> <it. laughs> I want a special bath, and then a week to dry a week out. Of clean, then the bath, then we'll talk. <laughs> then maybe. Yeah. Moses never was like, I'll just put down a towel. Yeah. <laughs> free podcast. <laughs> you know, it's a free show. I lost my virginity. That's what happened. I lost my virginity. I had sex for like two strokes, and she was like, oh, I got I to gotta get a towel for this couch. We're in her parents' place and i was like oh, okay and then we stopped and i uh, it was just too hard to continue so it was like two strokes that's what i got in you got two two strokes See, i in. call that but four because it's, it's one in one out that's <laughs> oh, four because yeah. i'm six my virginity story is six pumps and then what happened after the six pumps i can't you i can't ejaculated okay. so it's in out two three four five in i yeah. was in i came in oh wow yeah <laughs> <laughs> No condom or condom? No condom. Good you want to hear the most embarrassing thing? You want to talk about weird religious things? Yeah. So, oh, God, this is so embarrassing. I decided that, okay, look, this is great. This is great. This is important. Part A, this is how I, I lost my virginity. Don't forget part B. Part B is that I fucked uh, more people this year than I had in the first 28 years of my life. So yeah. that's a good thing. I'm here to persuade you and the listeners that that's a wonderful thing. It's a mitzvah. It really is. <laughs> it's not a mitzvah because I'm the only one benefiting. Okay, what happened is... I called my my ex-wife, okay, my girlfriend at the time, mm-hmm. uh, and told her that I decided I wanted to have sex. She had had sex, and she was okay with sex. She was like, as far as Christians go, she was sex positive. She was not slutty at all, but she, if you wanted to date, she was okay she with was fucking. Okay. I, go to, uh, and I, I go to England and Ireland on this theater trip, and I'm watching all these <laughs> plays and stuff. And I remember I was on a train ride between Ireland and who cares – and I was just sitting there, and the whole time I was just thinking about why aren't I having sex? Why aren't I fucking this person? I think I want to fuck them and all this sort of stuff. Literally, I know this was the beginning of a long, long journey of unpacking all the sexual discomfort I have. Yeah. I call her and tell her that I'd like to have sex. I think it's going to be this huge moment. And she's like, okay, because she's a normal person. And I'm like, why How long are you, are you dating at this point? I don't know, a year. Oh. <laughs> Six months, <laughs> eight months. Okay. And then, uh, and then when I got home... Uh, I saw her and and we were like, well, let's do it. Let's let's have sex. But almost like your period bath, seven days clean. It was like start the pill, and then the pill really picks up. Like, like starts in. working a month. So she started taking the pill, and we waited a month. Not even a discussion of like, should we get condoms? It was just like, no, we'll wait. Because like, I was scared. Oh yeah, I, I'm like, I'm not. It wasn't a traditional. So as little as you can be in charge of as possible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no condom, absolutely. 
wait for and I was terrified of getting pregnant, so I was like, we gotta make sure that shit sticks. Yeah. Fucking dummy. I'm a dummy. Why? I don't know. Where's the passion? Where's the romance? Where's the love? It's a bad it's That's not like I'm happy. waits for the right girl, so did I, but then it became like but just yeah, get into it a little bit. And you made this big thing. Yeah. It's just like I, I was talking to uh Joe DeRosa. His episode will come out probably before this. And um, we were talking about that quality of getting a little dirt on you, something that, that kind of enhances your soul a little bit. Yeah. I believe that. What A lot of the problem is in my group of friends, a lot of my friends' parents went into the church with wonderful intentions, okay? they. I just talked to my mother about this. My mom lived a regular, real life, okay, until okay. she was 37, 38, has some kids. Then she got churchy. So she needs some redemption, you know what I mean? Right. She's gotten some dirt on her. But she puts she, it on you at birth. But I got it from birth. Yeah. Luckily, I didn't get it as bad as some my friends. Some of them got what for, you know what I mean? They started going to church. So we lived these incubated, sterilized, baby, baby Bjorn 2012 <laughs> lives where there's no dirt, no germs, no disease. And we're getting all this redemption for shit we didn't do. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we haven't yeah. done anything. I haven't. We're getting forgiveness. We used to say when we were growing up, it was like I almost wish I would found out about Christ when I was thirty, so I could have done all this yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. People would come in and try and scare us straight and be like, "I put heroin in my eyeballs and blasted a load on a pirate woman's face. <laughs> That's why she wears the eye patch." <laughs> and then we'd be like, "That sounds great." And I'm asking for, for that. forgiveness because I what looked at fucking Amy's ass in Earth Science. Fuck that. Oh, she had a nice didn't ass. Do anything. I didn't do anything. I didn't do shit. So I grew up in that sterile environment. And my mother, God love her, I love her to death, was like, you you, you know, you're right. She's right. You're, it's kind of a weird thing to grow up in that system. That's why pastors' kids, missionaries' kids, rebel. I'm assuming rabbis' kids, tend to rebel. It's time to shave with a switchblade underneath a bridge and fucking make out with a hobo. Tori Amos' father was a preacher. Is that right? Yeah, that's why she's out getting raped every third Friday. <laughs> 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 or whatever sex I don't know what it is. Right. writing songs she's going out and wiling out yeah <laughs> oh god <laughs> I, yeah, I always used to think that about Christians like so you just get to apologize for it yeah and it's all clean yeah. what a scam you know who I think does that scam the best is the Catholics and I say that with, with love Catholics will uh, really enjoy that loophole god they're the worst they don't <laughs> they, Catholics are horrible I, I actually enjoy <laughs> God, it's oh, just God. terrible. I'm going to disagree. Who's I, still Catholic? There's nothing but heartache. That's the worst one. There are Jews. What? Catholics are the Christian Jews a lot of the time. You get a lot of the guilt. You get a lot oh. of the same types of mothers. A lot of Italians. Similar food bearing. Food pushing. Oh, uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But especially the guilt. You get the Jewish guilt very similar to Catholic guilt. But that... that Embracing, we used to be like, "That's bullshit." Like, you shouldn't, uh, you shouldn't do something and then receive forgiveness. Like, that's not real. So we just wouldn't do things. Right? You couldn't do. That's what they, our rabbis always said. You can't do it on purpose, knowing you're going to f- ask forgiveness. Exactly. This has come up on the show before, but that NPR story about women that wanted to kill themselves back in the old days, back in like the 1600s, but it's against the religious law, you know, so what they would do is kill a child so that they would get he the death penalty, death. and then they'd be like. But you did that knowing we would do this, so it's the same as suicide. And they're like, I repent that too. That's what they would do. Isn't that crazy? So we've come a long way. Yeah. At least I'm apologizing for jerking it or something on a on a bus. They can repent that too. They're like, yeah, I realize now that was a mistake. Boom, forgiven. Exactly. You didn't like that. I thought it was a sweet scam. I wanted something like that. But you, but I wanted what you have. Jews, in my opinion had like, I sinned, let's discuss every possible angle of why I did oh, it yeah. and debate it. Instead of like... Stop that. 
instead of stop. Yeah. I fucked Habutz. <laughs> I'm sorry. I fucked Hannah. I fucked Hannah Montana. <laughs> and then you go. Why did you fuck Hannah? I think it's a delightful thing that you fucked Hannah. Am I doing a typical Jewish voice? I don't mean to. No, you're not. So they're debating and debating and debating. I go to my fucking youth pastor. I fucked Hannah. You know, it's like you, you did something wrong. No, you got to feel bad. You got to pray about it. And we got to like talk about it. And that it. brings you closer to God. I guess. I don't know, man. I felt pretty close to God while I was fucking Hannah Montana. I never had sex with her. I just touched her in the arm once. I twice. <laughs> See, I want to take God and put him in those places. He, I, like the idea of God, the thought of God. So and what would he do here? Include him. Include him. No, he's terrible. Exclude him. You want to exclude God? Yeah, enough with him already. Like an old Jewish woman on her period? Yeah. Until you take seven baths. Oh, yeah. So that's what the sin was. So if non-Jews don't have that rules of uncleanliness to them. Oh, okay, because so boys are up, dirty all the time. Yeah, I guess. Is this where just... we get all those Orthodox guys like I hear in New York fucking prostitutes? Hookers. Yeah. It's the weirdest thing. I saw that in Montreal once. Because when they're all dressed up like Orthodox Jews, yeah. you know, religious Christians don't necessarily look different. Right. But Orthodox Jews look like something. You're like, you look like a man of God. You have curly cues. We have dockers. Yeah. And when you see one <laughs> dropping off exactly, like a fat hooker yeah. out of their car, you're like, wow. What's well, a vessel for your lust? Isn't that one of the verses that justifies it? There's something about like, if your wife doesn't satisfy, you find a vessel. Oh, really? Yeah, there's something like that. You can't wear a condom, though. As long as you don't wear a condom, it's okay. Because if you wear a condom, it's wasting seed. What, Onan shit? Where's that coming from? Uh, wasting seed. I think Saul ended up not wanting to get this one girl pregnant. Didn't he have a lot of wives? No, not Saul. It's Onan's brother who pulled out. And Odin? Came, came into the bathtub? He came into the... Uh, uh, he, he spilled his seed onto the ground instead of blowing it up. His and did the brother. girl grab it at that point? No, that's that tennis player. <laughs> there, no, was, we, there, there was a tennis there's player. There's a Jewish thing, too. I thought it was Saul, but maybe it was someone no, else. No, this is in the Old Testament. This is in your half. You're 70%. Saul's in my half, too. No, no, no. I know. You got Saul. It's like the draft. We got yeah. Jesus. There was one where a guy came, <laughs> and he would come into a bathtub, because he didn't want to get his one girlfriend pregnant, so they'd have sex, and he'd come in a bathtub. I'm pretty sure this is Onan or Odin. Man. And what it was, and that's, this, was That's in yours. That's in yours. Oh. It's oh. Jewish. Uh, it's, the, it's one of the few times. It's not even about jerking off. Jewish law at the time was uh, Odin's brother. Yeah. Die was married to a woman. We'll call her Meredith. <laughs> Meredith. Okay. Odin's brother. We'll call him Hank. Hank and Meredith are married. Hank's brother is Odin. Hank goes to war. Hank dies. The law then dictated that Odin her. has to marry her and give them children. Yeah. Odin does this, but he keeps pulling out and blowing it on the lo- on the on the ground. Yeah. That's his sin. Then fucking here comes the True Love Waits Bible and fucking Michael W. Smith being like, don't jerk off because of Odin. What? No, that's because he was, he was not, child teasing he this lady. He was, he was not cock teasing. Yeah. He was child teasing. Yeah. Don't be such a child tease. <laughs> Give me babies. It's yeah. the Bible times. It's all we got. But that somehow turned into don't lotion up and look at the Sears catalog. Oh, yeah, that's, a, that's a leap. It's a leap. Yeah. There's a lot of leaps. Like, no, what he did wrong wasn't the spilling the seed. Do you have no respect for women? And the Old Testament has zero respect for chicks. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a, it's a tricky you book. Look, you know what else they do? If you get raped when you're a virgin, the, the rapist punishment, amongst other things, is that he has to marry you because you're not worth anything anymore. 
So he's got to take care of it and marry him. Well-timed cop, Katie. That yeah. was, no, no, don't feel bad. That was hilarious. <laughs> no thought of maybe this woman doesn't want to marry her rapist. It's like Pride and Prejudice. It's no Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as romantic of a story. That's horrible. That is horrible. You know one of those things about religion that, that uh, I enjoy? It was enjoy- written so long ago. It was ago. written a very long time ago. If, if you asked the people that wrote the Bible their opinion on most things – you would ridicule them. Yeah. You would be like, well, you haven't seen everything. But their religion on – their opinion on the most important thing or the most arguable thing, the most difficult to understand thing becomes literally scripture, becomes gospel. And you'd yeah. be like, that guy was right. These guys were right. But you have to understand I have a big heart and uh, a lot of people that listen to the show, we have Mormon believers. We have religious Jewish believers, Christian believers, all, Jehovah's Witness believers, all these listeners. Yeah. And I respect that. I, I was like them. And now I'm just looking to evolve. I, you know, it's, it's, and yeah. I don't mean evolve into something oh, – well, I guess I do. I'd like, I think it's better. That's the problem. Evolve means leave that stuff behind. Yeah. But I don't want to condescend because I do respect uh, believers. I respect their other beliefs. Of believers, but that belief is like, what are you doing still? Like their breakfast cereal really preferences? Really think this out. Well, you know, I want to put this to you. My thing with religion nowadays, because I didn't believe it when I said I believed. Yeah. Like if, I, if you take something like, if you kill yourself, you go to hell. Take something like that. Yeah. I would have said that, uh, what, five years ago? <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Five years ago, if you asked Pete, uh, if you kill yourself, what happens? I'd say you go to hell. Go to hell forever. Uh, now, here's the deal. I don't think I really believe that. So now when I run into people that might toe some sort of line like that, my feeling is I love you. I understand. I think you might just be saying that. Yeah. I don't you can th- never convince them that they're just saying that. Yeah. Somebody could have told you that, could- Pete, like, come on, Pete, you don't really believe it. Think about it. You're like, I don't have to think about it. I know. People wouldn't try. Yeah. yeah. I remember my brother and I got in a pretty heated debate about like, what about the millions of Hindus? You yeah. Know, what, they're all, what, none of them are saved. What about them? And then I would try and, you know, i talk about, like, the heavens declare the glory of the Lord so none are without excuse or – so all are without excuse, rather. So the idea that God uh, – that if, if Jesus is real, he will present himself to you no matter where you are sort of thing. But, like, in my heart, I was like, if I was in Bangladesh right now, I'd be a – you know. Yeah. I got this fight with my right. Protestant friends. They would, they would pray for me in college. So I would find Jesus. Yeah. And I'd always talk, I was like, what would happen if I don't find Jesus? And they didn't want to tell me for like a semester. They were like, ah. One of my. F- but they finally said, yeah, you'll go to hell forever. Yeah. And I was like, don't you think that's unfair if your parents were Protestant and my parents were Jewish? Right. The odds of you finding Jesus are so much higher than the odds of right. me finding Jesus. So and is that a just God? On top of that, Ari, if I really believe that you're going to hell. Yeah. I should do a little bit more than just pray about it. Uh, yeah. In all honesty, yeah. I should kidnap you yeah. and take you to an island and uh, tie you up, keep you alive, and just brainwash you. Yeah. Every day, recite things to you and show you propaganda. It's for your own good. For your own fucking good. I knew I had some believing friends that were like, we want to have kids, but we're not going to because what if they go to hell? And it was like, oh, my God, that's loony. That's completely loony. And also one of the most kind of rational loony things I've yeah. heard. <laughs> that makes sense. If you're a real believer, why would you bring your kids up when the odds are they'll go to hell? Because the, it's offensive to the will of God that you could control it, that you could kind of do that. Uh, but the thing is, is like 
but I got what they were saying. It, it offended me, and I was like, "That's wrong. You should live your life." But I mean, if you really believe uh, that there's a chance your children might go to hell, don't make them. Yeah, <laughs> it's not worth it because they'll live. Maybe they live the best life ever for eighty years, and then they spend eternity burning but not disappearing. Yeah, fuck you, mom. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, how dare you do that to me? Yeah, I had some fun, but this is not eighty worth years. It. Is a blink. Eighty years is a joke. 80 years is how long you're on the spit, and then they rotate you to the other spit that has spikes There's that thing that's the 11 months of purgatory. They say that every day of that is like 100 years in human terms. Well, that's bullshit. Yeah, I don't know they where call they get it, that. Yeah, why don't they just call it They call it, it the 1100 <laughs> yeah. years of purgatory. Yeah. That, was, that feels like it was added because <laughs> yeah, later. I saw a group of rowdy uh, Orthodox Jews and the oh, rabbis like, what's that? 11 months? That's yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, man, well, a um, popping. Every day. Uh, did I mention? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just say that part. 100 years per day. Uh, class is over. Go, go home. Go home. Go look at this. <laughs> <laughs> tricky, <laughs> tricky stuff. So what was it for you? I, oh, oh, this was what I was going to tell you. One of my favorite professors in Israel, um, he was – Where did you go? Hebrew U for you? Jerusalem University Jerusalem, College. Yeah. Is that the one with – it's sort of built up into the mountain? Yeah, a little it's bit. so pretty. Uh, no, it's not built into mountains. Too. Not been, but it just looks like it's like layers. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, if you're looking – Jerusalem U. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you would have known about Jerusalem University College. It was very small. Okay, 150 kids. Oh yeah, I saw Very very small. So one of my favorite professors uh, would tell me he and he had to be secretive about it, but he believed that uh, Jewish people were going to heaven as well. He and and that was something he had to like keep secret. Like I have a dead body in my Kia that I also fuck people on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Isn't that crazy? Well, they call the chosen people. Right. Some some Christians think that like no, they're chosen. They're, they're yeah, they're the chosen people. It's it's like we're the outsiders trying to gain access into that club through Christ, but they're already there. The bloodline and all that sort of stuff. But he was like Christ always just pointed people to love the Lord your God and and uh, love your neighbor as yourself, sort of thing, yeah. and to follow the law basically. But that's what he that's how he boiled the law down. If you love your neighbor as yourself, you would do everything you could to make sure he doesn't burn in hell forever. That's absolutely true. Yeah. That's the weirdest thing. Thinking about the people, like I, once you have friends start dying, you're like, a friend of mine died in high school, and I was like, well, he wasn't at Mustard Seeds Christian Fellowship, so yeah. where is he now? And like, it's a weird thing at a funeral or something to look at the body and be like, where are they now? And it's a really challenging thing, and it's a really strange person to me, even though I used to be one. They would be like, oh, they're in eternal torment; they're burning forever, right? <laughs> yeah. Now. It's tough to accept. Say that again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a wild thing. Billy? You mean fucking Billy, the right? The backup power forward on the, on the JV basketball team? <laughs> Doesn't seem fair. It's a little extreme, just because he liked weed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, forgot to apologize yesterday. Uh, to be clear. Well, you know, God is outside of time, so when you ask for forgiveness for your sins, it's kind of all of them. I, I, have, I, have oh, a lot really? of, I have a lot of stock answers if you'd like some. Okay, so you can just keep smoking weed, but just feel sorry about it once, and it's like, I'm feeling sorry for the past and the future. Yeah, Shakespeare was big into that, too. Like, in Hamlet, he wouldn't murder the guy until he had finished praying. Remember? No. I barely do, too. I called it the guy. Uh, so where are you losing your faith? So I got back from, from Israel. <laughs> we I'm, go back, it's I'm, sitting there. I'm in Jerusalem. I'm in uh, Where did New you York. see it last? <laughs> and uh, I started thinking about it more and more. And then I, I had this... Uh, I had this thought. We took Amer- we took you know math and, and English classes too. It was like split day up till one p.m. was all Jewish studies, I think, mm-hmm. and then from then on. But um, I kept thinking back to this time I in 
in yeshiva where I was in this dorm, and uh, there was this light bulb above my bed, and it was like this round light bulb. It kind of looked like a mic, like this, but bigger. Mm-hmm. And if I um, I could figure out a way to take a cup and put it on top of that bulb, and it would shut off the light without shutting it off, it would shut down. You know, you wouldn't see the light. Yeah, I was. It was right above my bed. I was reading by it, and I was like, I'll just leave it on. And I'll take this cup and I'll put it on top of it afterwards. Is it because the switch was far away? No, you're not allowed to use. Sorry, not allowed to use electricity on. Oh, on I'm like, what a weird game you're playing. It's fire, and the reason for that is it's because it's a spark, and you're not allowed to make fire. That's one of the seven um, ways you can work. So right. because of the day of rest, I've you can't make fire. You can bribe a goy with Manischewitz to turn it on for you. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. You can't just you can't ask overtly. You have to say, oh, it sure is bright in here. Like you can't say do it because that's just like you doing it. Oh my yeah. god, that is so cool. Yeah, so and by me, I mean interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what are we doing? Why are we lying to ourselves? Just shut it off if you're going to shut it off. Right, you have to fucking find somebody to do it for you. And fire is not a way to work. Right, that hasn't been a job in in, in six hundred years. <laughs> it's old Sparky. Yeah, <laughs> doing what he do. So anyway, you're, I was, you're, cover, you're cup covering. Yeah, I was going to do that. And then I read till whenever, till midnight. I want to go to sleep. And then I was trying to cover this cuff up, put this cup on top of this light bulb. And it was rounded, this, this, the casing for the light bulb. Are other people sleeping with the lights on? Either they you sleep have, with it on. You or, have to make a choice. Yeah. On, on Friday at sun, yeah. sundown, you have to make a choice. I'm going to leave this on all weekend or, yeah. or all Saturday or yeah. off all weekend. And they have electrical devices now that will shut it off for you. You can just set it for shutting off at midnight. Or whatever uh-huh. on light switches, those are really cool. But if you don't have those, if it's on, it's on. If it's off, it's off. Wow! And if you fuck up and turn it on by accident, you can't turn it back off. Why not just get the clapper and then watch a sporting event you like? <laughs> yeah, and then be like, "Oh, is it my fault that the lights are off?" <laughs> <laughs> it had nothing to do with the lights. It was yeah. just this, this I was Yankees. celebrating the Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so I couldn't get the cup to stay, and it kept falling off. It kept sliding off. Yeah, and I just kept thinking, like, oh, let's just turn the light off. I'm gonna just turn it off. Yeah. I tried for like 40 minutes to get this cup to stay, and it wasn't staying. And it was keeping me up. It was right in my face. <laughs> and I was like, I'll just shut it off. But then I didn't shut it off. I didn't fall prey. But I kept thinking about that. The reason I didn't is because my dorm was right by the entrance, so I was like, people can see my window. Those lights will shut off. They'll all see it. Yeah. So I'll get in like trouble. That's so weird. But my thought later was that I realized when I was back in in, uh, America was that if I had a full, real belief in God and he didn't want me to do that, there would be no struggle. Right. It would just be like, no, this person who I fully believe in as being tells me not to, so I can't. Right. I compare it most to like if you believe in your father that he exists, you're not going to masturbate when he's in the room. (laughs) You know, because you're like, no, I believe in him. He's real and this will be weird for him. Right, right, right. But if you don't believe in him or you don't think he's there, then you go for it. Yeah. With the light on. Yeah. (laughs) So I just had this crisis and I was like, I don't think I believe in this. (laughs) I don't really think I believe. It's just not inside me. And I kept looking for it and this belief just wasn't there. (laughs) So then I was, I just made a decision. I was like, well, then there's no point of going on with this. And I started going to Taco Bell. (laughs) It was the first thing I started eating. Just Taco Bell all the time. Yeah. I still get nauseous off Taco Bell. I don't know if it's because of, because of the, the guilt or just the Taco Bell. <laughs> it's disgusting. It's hard to tell. Yeah, it's really When gross. it comes to fifth meal, yeah. <laughs> is it because your faith was lost over a seven-layer burrito? Is this or is it meat? just gross? What is this? Yeah, it's, it's gross. That's not you and your faith. That's gross. Yeah, but so yeah. I just stopped. I just stopped it all. And I transferred to Maryland. I was like, why go to religious school? There's no point of wasting money now. Now you have to come out to your parents. Yeah. Yeah, so that was hard. 
Pat- my friends tried. I tried kicking out to my friends first. David Mark. He would always try to te- talk me into like into like like. Well, how do you think the Earth was made then? If you don't believe in God, yeah. And I was like, how was the telephone made? <laughs> I don't know, but it was, doesn't mean it was God because I don't know. It's a weird religion. Alexander Graham Bell is God. Yeah, but it's like I don't know how he did it. I don't know how it works. But just right. because I can't explain something doesn't mean it was, it's just a big leap. It, so you it, don't know how it was, right? That's God. Yeah, it's the Odin semen floor thing. Yeah, it's just it's, like what? Because we don't know where the world came from. Yeah, we don't know where life comes from. We don't know what the purpose of life is. So it's quite easy to say it's a soul by made by this man upstairs. Right. I always used to hate when people uh, personified God as a, as a man. Mm-hmm. I always felt belittling. Um, but a, a deity, a thing, yeah, a conscious living thing that wants the lights off or on. Yeah. <laughs> he wants Such the lights off. Stupid on. shit. Anyway, well, Kurt Metzger has yeah. helped me think about this a lot. Yeah, where he's like, "No bacon. What are you talking about? Oh, maybe because bacon was unclean. I'm trying to do my fucking Guido yeah, doofus yeah, yeah, Philadelphia voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But maybe because that's all <laughs> fucking made up, <laughs> and none of that shit's real, and that's why." <laughs> he got so mad. <laughs> he always does. It's funny. Well, pork and shellfish and st- that sort of stuff was unclean, and and re- I guess so. Remains, you know, shrimp or and bottom chicken feeders. killed in the wrong way is unclean too. Hey man, I- I'm right here with chicken on my breath. I'm on your side. <laughs> <laughs> it- it's bonkers, but is it the uh, corruption of something truer? If if you and I are sitting here, both mushroom lovers, and I know yeah. you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Much of the Aware and open to the idea that's just as bonky as anything. It's, it's it's arguably more bonky that I've said on the show, and you said the idea that our afterlife, if there is one, is an extension of how our life is now. Yeah, and uh, you know the way I think about that is like if if you're if you live the kind of life where you do explore your soul and you and you reach the evolution and the fulfillment of your consciousness that you're supposed to. Yeah, maybe when you die. You're out there in the universe, and you can go to other dimensions. You can explore. You can, you can maybe, be but other maybe places. Maybe it's not a reason to believe in something. Yeah, you're just I'm, presenting a possible theory. Yeah, we're just two guys talking right now. That's just a theory. Yeah, but uh, maybe everyone burns in hell for eternity, no matter what. Yeah, maybe everyone just does that. It's maybe. Maybe we all turn into bears. Ooh. Like what, maybe it's just there's no that's not has no basis in the scientific method. I want to go to the bear planet where there's yeah. where there's yeah. naked yeah. men in the woods that the bears are like stay away from those naked men. They know to call them naked. Yeah, <laughs> and the men are like come that- on hang out with us. Don't fall for the siren song. <laughs> we don't want to eat your picnic, dude. For real, it's totally cool. <laughs> Temptresses. <laughs> it's a planet of bears <laughs> and there's a couple naked dudes in the- you gotta tie your food up in the tree or the man will get it <laughs> oh hey dude can I-, I noticed you left that food in the ground <laughs> mind if I get some of that burger <laughs> give me a humans. man hug <laughs> 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 oh, we have a lot of fun here <laughs> so now Oh, what I was saying is, is all this religious stuff, I think you and I can both agree that uh, God doesn't care if you leave the light on. I yeah. Think the majority of the world will agree with that. Oh, so that's how you said it's been, it's been like the real message has been obfuscated. That's what I'm wondering if, if we, if we, uh, Duncan Trussell, who yeah. you know and love, mm-hmm. would say that, um, you know, we just shit in the punch bowl. We're throwing babies out with bathwater and all this sort of stuff, all these metaphors, all these laws that are just to teach us to adhere and to be aware of God's desire and maybe God's desire just being what we're to do, what we're intended to do and to not violate and, and intended that. Intended or supposed to, those, those words always come with no backing up 
I agree. But what if, what if we're just talking about an inner compass, like a feeling of like this, which I was telling you was like, I've fucked people that I yeah. don't know that well. And I felt like that was good. Yeah. Okay. So that doesn't go in line yeah. with my religion. And that people say, I don't cheat. I never cheat because I'll feel too bad. I'm like, well, have, you've never tried it. <laughs> so where are you getting this from? My it's, friend Simone, Steve Simone said, I, I don't, I'm not going to like mushrooms. I don't handle that, those drugs very well. Yeah. What else have you done like that? Right. Just alcohol. So I'm like, then why are you saying this? You said that when you were 15. You've still been saying it. Yeah, it's interesting. Much, are mushrooms a spiritual thing for you? Yeah, that I have trouble with. Whenever I talk about like... Can you remember you texted me? Oh, when did I text you? Yeah. You texted me, you're, a, you're like a beautiful person or something. <laughs> I want to look it up. And then late, like four hours later, you're like, I was on mushrooms. But I just wrote you back. I was like, hey, thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think it was weird at all. I was like, hey, cool. Because I'm not comfortable showing this kind of emotion yeah. except when I'm on <laughs> mushrooms. And yeah, I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. I can just say it. It's okay. But you've been bolder in your pursuit of that. I, I, I've, yeah. I'm certainly not uh, an expert at them at all. But when I'm on them, I, I, I've said before, I, I firmly feel the presence of God and feel like I'm, yeah. a part, I'm a part of that system. See, that's what people ask me too. Like, how do you explain this feeling of connectedness you get on mushrooms? Right. And I'm like, it seems like it would be God. Right. But I don't have enough proof to go, yeah, that's God. Well, what about DMT? Have you done that? Well, yeah, but people sh- – No, I've not, not done it. I, I want some. We have friends that do it, that Ooh. have done it. Oh, yeah, I thought I Joe Rogan did it. I- yeah, he did it a long time, but he never he doesn't have any. He's not like a dealer. Everyone asked him for it. He goes, I don't have it around. Right. <laughs> it's not like weed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so like I get some to do it, then I do it. Yeah. So he's done it. He's done it. A have few you times. talked to him about it? Uh huh. But like the experience he's had, people, other people have had similar experiences. And on Salvia, a lot of people have a similar experience of seeing something in their childhood. Yeah, interesting. Um, That's what happened with me. Or a school bus of some sort. It gets in there sometimes. <laughs> yellow. Um, That's weird because the thing I saw from my childhood was a yellow ruler toy. Okay. And it, and people see a lot of rotate. I didn't like yeah, Salvia. everything rotates. Everything rotates. Yeah, uh, you lose your your balance a lot. Yeah, I, I, um, I drooled all over but myself. But everyone has these similar shared experiences on them. Yeah. That yellow is, is keeps repeating. Yeah. Well, DMT, everybody sees the circle, and you're sucked into it, and then the aliens are on the other yeah. side, but which now, is terrifying. It, have you it, done it? No. Uh-huh. Uh, somebody, uh, Duncan, you? Duncan told me about it. No, Nobody's done DMT. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, and there's a, there's a documentary on it called DMT, The Spirit Molecule. It's very interesting. It's about... You you take you have to take like three hits of like this really really harsh shit, yeah. And then a lot of people see a circle filled with like impossible math. Okay. <laughs> it's always impossible math that you have and, an, an understanding of. Oh yeah, but you can't explain it. You just have an understanding. Mushrooms yes, are yes. the same way. Yeah yeah. My, my, it's, well, that's what we're talking about when we're talking about spiritual things. We're talking about stuff that our brain is wired to know and comprehend uh-huh. and understand that completely transcends our intellect. Yeah, completely. So that's why I'll never be like, "Oh, you love Jesus, or you love Buddha, or you love Jehovah, or whatever." I'm just kind of yeah. like, "Good for you, man," because uh, there's there's no better word that I can find for that stuff that I feel. Although chemically, what's happening when you're on mushrooms or something is is your your compassion is going through the roof, your empathy and your ego mm-hmm. are being de- destroyed. Yeah, so you, and there's like, what's holding me back from telling Pete Holmes? Is I hadn't known you for very long. Yeah, but I was like, you seem like a warm, nice. person. It was something like that. Yeah, but. Like, what was stopping me from saying that before? Yeah. It's all this crap that my parents or whoever did to me that I can't. Right. It's too gay to say that. Right, or it's right, too, right. like, emotional. Right. And then that just goes away on that stuff. Yep. And you get to just say it. Right. And it's great. Yeah. But you also feel that non that undefinable God touch feeling. Yeah, it's weird. Like, you understand nature. 
you feel a part it, of it. I say it more like nature. That's why you just say it. it's like Mother Nature. I talk to Mother Nature. Yeah, there you go. It doesn't have to be the lifeguard god yeah. watching, judging. <laughs> yeah, I feel on mushrooms and have felt in the past. I got to do them again. It's been a while. The feeling of just like I'm a citizen of this planet and I'm in this body. You know what I mean? Like I'm a I'm a thing in this yeah. body. <laughs> It's so great. Yeah, you feel outside yourself. Yeah, right? you're outside yourself and you have this beautiful, true comprehension of like, uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm the carbon that's the grass and that's this wood and that's my friend. That we're all the same shit. It's yeah. all the same. Yeah, it's we're all the same. It's a beautiful feeling. We're all the we're same. We're like a blink in, in terms of time. We're just, we're, yeah, I'm yeah. the same as anyone. Right, right. And I all- see homeless people. I'm like, well, you got your drug. Right. I happen to get this one. Right. Mine's easier to deal with. Right. You got meth. Sorry. Uh, oh. But it's like I'm no better or worse than you. Yeah. Well, you have a lot of love, I believe, in that moment. Yeah. I often wonder if homeless people – this is my weird homeless theory. It's weird. It's really out there. You're like Duncan. We're having a Duncan talk. Sometimes I see homeless people and I'm like, I'm wondering if they're people that have been reincarnated so many times that they just didn't play the game at all. I'm not saying that that's – Believe me, I understand the war veteran and I understand the guy who loses it all and his family disowns him. But I'm like, I wonder if some of them are just people that are like, this again? Fuck it. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. fuck everything. I'm not even trying to be funny. That's just some – maybe yeah. it's a coping mechanism because it, it hurts me too much to think of people being that way. But I don't know. Have, do you remember any like powerful mushroomy feelings? Yeah, thoughts? the thing is with the DMT too where you said like you sort of understand this transcendent – like idea of this math right you get these ideas and i feel like the more i do it the more i'm able to be like oh yeah that thought again right and then i can bring it back like the right. first time or two i just i could just be like i get it all but right i can't tell you any of it it's like coming back from a dream yeah and the trick is the trick with life too is remembering retaining yeah people hear things and then i think it's statistically th- three days later you forgot 80 percent of it yeah so like i can want that's why i love watching the same movie over and over and over and over because this part. I, I need yeah. to i need i need to have it drilled into me by rote you know so i'm with you with mushrooms can i throw this one by you yeah. i think this is this is explained by meg ryan and the oh, dmt by the way it's super psychedelic and it's like 10 minutes uh, yeah, minutes, but it so. can be 15 minutes that feels like a month. Yeah. There you go with your uh, pur- purgatory math right there. Yeah. That's why it's terrifying. And if you do it, you are on on your own. I mean, like, I, because I haven't done it, I can't endorse it. Um, watch that movie, DMT, The Spirit Molecule. But it sounds – people are like – People are like, it's the most terrifying thing I've ever done because sometimes the trip begins and they're like, and I was floating in outer space. And it's not like I was floating in outer space, like a hallucination. It's like I was floating in outer space. And if you know the feeling of nothing – and you're not seeing with your eyes, remember. You're now in your brain. So you can see in every direction, you know what I mean? And there's nothing for light years just to feel that way, to like that exposed and that – it's, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. terrifying. Yeah. I mean, the the balls on the people doing this thing, pretty pretty incredible. It's actually, I think it's kind of admirable and also maybe a little. Harris reckless. told me once that he didn't want to do it because uh, he felt like it would make him lose his um, his edge. Well, people come back from it all the time and they're different. And they're all re- like happy and friendly. And he's for the like, rest he's of their like, life. No, I need to be a comedy writer. I, I got to have that. It's true. Well, you you can you can achieve some sort of enlightenment where you're like we're all one man, and there's nothing funny about saying yeah. we're all one. Yeah, it's funny being like this fucking guy got on the bus and he was snapping his gum, and I wanted to cut his throat. You take DMT and you're like, I'm snapping my gum, even though I don't have any. Or do I? Never have. Huh? I was asking if she's done it, but I already asked her. No, she hasn't. Man, now I want to do it. Where can we get some? I would be terrified. I would watch you. You do would it. do it, wouldn't you? 
Right, right environment, right people. Is it post-apocalyptic? I don't no. want to smoke weed if I have something to do in a week. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh. You have a bit about that. You have a bit about like someone hands you a pill and you just take it. Yeah. And you're like, up or down, right. what am I doing? Drinking water or wh- what's going on? And, I, yeah. and there's part of me that thinks that's reckless. That's honest. I'm not judging you. I'm just like... It's my friend who does that. Oh, is that true? Yeah. yeah. And then there's also part of me that's, that admires it. Yeah. I was... I love those people who just get drugs and take, pop them in their mouth immediately. So it's like, not what are you doing? No, it's not me. Okay, so you just... You just uh, I'll you smoke know. pot at, at whenever. I was on the road in Chicago. And uh, I was with a friend. And he told me at dinner that he had acid. And I've never done acid before. And he told me this amazing story. We had, we had been on the road for a while. And the night before, we were at this other show, and it went great. And afterwards, I just went back to bed. And uh, I just went out, you know, home. And he went out. And then he ended up in this weird tattoo parlor. And there was this on guy acid. playing. No. Oh. There was this guy playing, like, Aussie, like, and he goes in, and this guy's tripping his balls on acid. And he loves everybody. And he's like, and, and my friend is like, well, what's it like? And he's like, I can't really tell you right now, but it's amazing. And then he gave him some. So he gave him a hit and a half. Okay, or whatever a hit. Yeah, I'm not trying yeah. to be cute right now. It's like a tab and a half. Okay, a, t- a can of tab, two hits of acid, <laughs> and half a can of tab. And then, so my friend took it and he put it in his pocket. And then the next day we're eating, and we were in Chicago, and we had the night off. Okay, so we're in between dates, and the next night we have shows, and. I realize I have nothing to do. And we're looking outside. We're staying in this, like, swank hotel. And we're staying. We're eating in this, like, free-range fucking awesome restaurant that's in the hotel. And we're looking out in this, this park. And it's kind of looking like, not like it's going to rain, but the sky certainly is interesting. Yeah. And he, and it was like an early dinner, too, because we're all fucked up time differences flying all over the country. And he's like, do, he took it out and he, he, he I remembered he, he had it and I was like you have that acid and he was like I do and he took it out and, and we looked at them these two little pieces of paper and suddenly I feel like am I Hunter S. Thompson or am I not like what am I like what am I going to do that yeah. choice I had I didn't have to do a show for at least uh, 18 hours you know what I mean so I had right. 18 hours to get it in my system and get it out of my system yeah. but I've never done it before and he was like, if we take it, you have to plan on being up all night. And like my reasonable, yep. my reasonable brain won. And my – what is the other brain called? My romantic impulsive. brain. My impulsive brain. But there's something – I don't know. I don't yeah, want romantic. I don't want to be different. But I do somehow admire the guy that's like, fuck it. I might get hit by a yeah. bus tomorrow. I'm doing acid with my friend. And then we're going to go out and look at fucking Lake Michigan. Are you kidding? And it's going to wave at me. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you've got to be able to do it responsibly. Otherwise, it's really going to – you're going to feel like a drug addict. I agree. And I also agree but that 18 these, hours is enough time. I know. But you could do that for nine then sleep for seven or eight then go to your show. I don't agree with that because if, if I do my – maybe. I don't know how acid is. But if, if it's I, a big showcase, I could see not – it's a headlining show. People pay oh, right, me to right. come and see me. I don't want to be like, sorry, guys, I did acid. Like, yeah. like I have to defend my life. Right. I have to defend my, my fans or whatever. So I didn't do it. I actually ended up then drinking so much that I was actually hung over the next day. So it's, I'm full of shit right there. Yeah. That's stupid. Yeah. People would say that too. It's like, no, I got a plan for it. It's like, what else do you do though? Yeah. Do all these other things. I know. I don't have to plan to drink. That's my weed, I guess. Oh, you Chicago guys. You I guys know. have tolerances. I know. <laughs> I'm 
trying to. I haven't. I haven't not drank in a while. I'm thinking about maybe not drinking. Really? Smash got two. I don't mean. Qui- <laughs> I don't mean quitting. I mean like, uh, just not assume. You know what's dangerous is I just assume it. I come home like Don Draper and pour myself a cocktail. You know, really? it just happens. How often do you get like bomb drunk, or how often do you get just like I'm just drink a couple of drinks? Do you ever drink a couple of drinks? I do drink a couple of drinks a lot. Oh, okay. It, that, it's the worst kind of uh, – if it is alcohol abuse, it's it's the most boring kind. No, that's not bad for you. It just makes this happen. I know. And my, you could have touched my face, too. Oh, yeah. I fucking hate face fat. <laughs> that's what I was – when I was watching my hour, I was like, look at my face fat. I should have taken a break from drinking before I take my hour. Because that shit goes – Jeffries did it. That guy goes away, it goes, it goes away pretty quickly. Uh, then just start drinking after the special. Whenever I see a girl, I'm like, you look good lately. Did you lose – what would you do? Stop yeah. drinking. Yeah. Well, the light comes back into your <laughs> eyes. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so... Oh, I have a soul. What have you been doing in there? Yeah. You know, it's interesting, man. I, I feel like I'm on an upswing lately. I've been saying that, but it's like I'm feeling... And that's one of the things. I'm fully aware that alcohol is giving me probably more woe than yay, and yet I stick with it. It's a, it's a thing where you have to like sort of reevaluate, because at 18, it's probably giving you a lot more yay. And you can handle it differently. And then if your body changes at that point, it's like, right. I made these decisions about alcohol at 24. Right. Oh, we should make it clear that you padded my stomach when you said oh, yeah. <laughs> what it did. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it makes you uh, fatter. That's for sure. That's all it is. If, if alcohol made you lose weight, I'd be drunk oh, yeah. right now. <laughs> and so would you. Yeah, <laughs> Everybody yeah. would be. Everybody would be shithouse. That's really the only thing that stops me from drinking sometimes. If I go up in weight, like I'm like pushing like the borderline, I'm yeah. like, I better not. Exactly. So an extra 600 calories I, I want. I want the statistics on how much does alcohol give you diabetes? How much does alcohol uh, – how often does it's – not, it's not psoriasis. Cirrhosis. Uh-huh. How often is cirrhosis happening? Yeah. I want to know. Yeah, not just like it happens to this many people every year. I'm like, what percentage? Yeah. I want to know what the odds are. Here's my friends. We all drink a lot. How many of us are getting cirrhosis? Yeah. I want to know. That, 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 that billboard in Santa Monica or outside Santa Monica with the, with the smoking deaths per year? Yeah. And I'm like, wait – Okay, that's a lot of them. Yeah. But I don't know anyone who's died of lung cancer. Right. But I know a lot of people who smoke. Yeah. Old that's and interesting. Young. So it's like, it's not hitting home to me. So I want to know what the odds are. That's what our brain does, too. We're all just comparing stuff. That's why people smoke. Yeah, 300,000 out of 6 billion? Yeah. Well, that's a low number. Right. Ugh. Smoking's bad, though. Yeah, yeah, I stopped that. Did you smoke? Yeah, I smoked for a while at the comedy store. And I worked the back door. That's where everybody would go to smoke. And I started there. The social element. I've said this before. I, I envy it. I wish there was a cup of tea you had to drink outside. Yeah. Non, really non like, nicotine containing, like, yeah. just and you have smoking to an orange it? or something. Yeah. You have to, and you look badass. Are you rolling it? You have an orange there? Yeah. <laughs> I know I should quit, but I just, it's a vitamin C delivery system. <laughs> yeah. You're just eating this it. It's so good for me. Spitting out the seeds. You're like, yeah, no, I look dangerous, but I love, I love Florida, man. I love <laughs> <laughs> so I was wondering any messages. Oh, the message that I was going to tell you about uh, about mushrooms is that oh, yeah. I often have the feeling, and I want to know if you had, of good and evil being the same thing. I know that's yeah. a weird thing, but I see life and death, and I it, not not necessarily good and In bad what way? deeds. Yeah. But if if I'm looking at the clouds, which is what I like to do, yeah, uh, I like doing them during the day. I'll see like a fetus, like a beautiful fetus. Like doing mushrooms during the day. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, that looks like life. It doesn't just look like a baby. It, lo- it looks like it represents perfect life and birth. And then I'll <laughs> – my brain is so cliche. But I'll – Daytime mushrooms, yeah. You got to do it. It's the best. People like mu- nighttime mushrooms. Everything's better during the day. Sex, mushrooms. So 
Blowjobs. So then behind the fetus, I'll I'll always see like the fucking Grim Reaper. And he doesn't scare me. He's fine. I'm cool with him. But I, I see I see the Grim Reaper and, and he's holding the fetus. And I'm like, oh, yeah, life and death right there at the same time. I also yeah. see a lot of Illuminati symbols and shit. <laughs> I don't know if that's because that stuff's in there. But I see a lot of that, like the all-seeing eye. I see a lot of math and hieroglyphics and stuff. And I get a real strong sense that there's something behind the sky. Like the sky, there's the sky and there's the end of my vision. And then there's what's actually happening. Kind of yeah. like... You know, if we are in a bubble, that's just... This is your finite understanding of the world. That people, humans can't understand infinity. Right, exactly. So they're just like, what's after space? Right, exactly. And I'm, I'm, I think I'm seeing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do you have any, Does that any of that sound... I know what you're talking about in terms of, like, good and evil, because I, I just feel like it would be like, death is just a version of life. It's just the end of life. That's it's just exactly. it's supposed to yeah. happen to yeah, make yeah, new yeah. life. It's yeah. just that's the cycle. Right. And no one's better or worse. Yeah, I come There's back nothing with, to be afraid of. Yeah, this yeah. will happen. Whatever whatever story you're telling, it's been told before. Yeah. You know? There's no tragedies. Yeah. This guy died at 18. So did millions and millions of other people. Yeah. It's just we knew him. Right. You know? It's right. all this sort of the same. It's just like a, everything's just a blank. You don't, I, I get this feeling of like we don't matter. There's no like. But not in a sad way. Not in a sad way. No. Every time I tell people like, no, you matter. I'm like, no, no one's unique. No one matters. Right. Just live your life. But isn't the Whatever opposite of joy? No one, it's like no one matters. Everyone matters. So then we all matter. Yeah, yeah. It all matters. In that sense, and we do. Yeah. Then, then you care about everyone too. Right. And nobody's special. Right. You know, that guy's not better than me. Right. That was just his path was he's a baseball player. Right. You know? Yeah. And then this guy's path is he's a meth addict. Right. But like whatever. He just got presented some stuff. Yeah. And I, and I get this idea that like you should only do what makes you happy because of that. But then I always think of Uday and Kusay Hussein, how they would like rape wives on their wedding nights mm-hmm. so they, before they had a chance to have sex with their husbands. Oh, right. Like that's what they got off on. But, and I always think like just do whatever makes you happy short of hurting someone. But then I'm like, why short of hurting someone? Why is that <laughs> even a thing? Well, I mean now you get into a really tricky area. Yeah. Uh, I want it to be short of hurting someone, but why? Yeah. I mean – I mean, there's just do what makes you happy. <laughs> well, that's, now we're in the book of uh, the Satanic Church or whatever. Do it yeah, that will. I think. I mean, there is a version of thinking that is like good and evil are the same, and they're called supervillains. <laughs> that's who they are. Like, like Lex, Lex Luthor, all these people that want to like control or destroy the world are people that are like, it's all the same, man. So I want to see how far I can push this. Oh, right. That's where you get bad guys. Yeah, just destroying the world would cause so much pain to so many people. But then you're like, but who cares? They're just people. There's been trillions and trillions of people. This is where you get. This is where you get into some re- really weird territory, like Illuminati killing us, controlling us, planning for our enslavement and all yeah. that sort of stuff. Because who cares? We're just people. We're just cattle and all that. Yeah, like, so we'll be slaves, and then they'll be overthrowing that government in a few hundred years, and then we'll be free again. I wonder that raping women before they get married. I mean, that's the u- ultimate evil that I've heard of. Yep. And it, but you're also working on the assumption that it makes them happy. Mm-hmm. I, I'd have to think yeah, that at that no point idea. they're so corrupt that. I mean, I I literally have to think. I don't think they're high fiving afterwards. They're probably, Jesus. I don't know. I don't know. Why would they keep doing it? <laughs> <laughs> they're like, this is really empty sex. <laughs> Why would they keep doing it? That is the funniest and saddest, <laughs> most bittersweet caramel center of de- despair. They would have to like it. Yeah. 
I mean, no one's telling them they have to. They're the people in charge. Are they like, it's our image now? <laughs> I don't want to keep doing this, you know. So or like, they're only younger. doing it because the other guy wants to keep doing it, but he's only saying he wants to do it because the other guy keeps doing this it. This is the problem of smoking pot with people. With you know, like four or five people, yeah. and nobody wants to be like, oh, I've had enough. You should stop. But yeah, you guys keep going. So everyone just smokes a lot more. Right, right, right. And like eating a. Yeah, they're both looking at each other like, I guess he would say something when he's done raping these wives. Right. Or two girls eating oh, huge sandwiches. What is she, that? She had one more bite. I guess I'll have one more bite. <laughs> yeah. She had another bite. I, I guess I'll guess we'll do it. They both look at each other. Are you going to? Yeah, I'm going to get this to go. I am stuck. What? I did this also when I slept with one of my friends. Uh, not sex, just like sleepovers. Yeah. You wake up and they're still asleep. You're like, oh, I'll go, so go back to sleep. And then they wake up while you're taking that nap. And they're like, oh, he's asleep. I guess I'll go back. You've explained one of my favorite scenarios. I love that so much. It's so fun. The green light of like, well, they're wasting the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The There's nothing worse than somebody that's up. And if you fucking wake up and the person you went to bed with is stretching. Oh, yeah. <laughs> with, a, with a fucking headband on. Nice to join us. Nice of you. Yeah. Wake up eventually. Fucking oh. beat it. You have coffee brewing. Fucking scram. Scram, nerd. <laughs> Put it with your morning stuff. So I feel like we've covered everything. Do you feel good? I feel pretty good. The mushrooms is interesting to me. Oh, yeah. I don't mean to end you. No. We, we <laughs> I don't mean to on. end you. But I'm wondering, I don't know what my what my like real thoughts are. You mean the spiritual conundrum that these drugs represent? Present? Yeah. I try to be nice to people after that. After I, after I did mushrooms like in San Diego maybe a year and a half ago. I started giving more money to homeless people. Really? Once I realized, like, oh, they really are just like me. Just somebody introduced meth into that, you know, system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a Petri dish, and I got love. Right. Um, So I'm like, yeah, that just sucks for them. Yeah. You should give them money. Right. And then I was, like, out of money pretty quickly. Uh, (laughs) I've run out of money. I doing it. I run out of money fully, just in my, like, pocket. Then a homeless guy comes up and unties his bindle and gives you money and goes, we are one. (laughs) <laughs> and just jumps on a box car. That's how it is, though. It's like we're all sort of the same. So it's like if you do have extra cash, you're like, I'll pay for you. It's okay. I know what it's like not to have money. Sorry. I just did an Ari Shafir and bumped the table. <laughs> Calling out an Ari Shafir now. <laughs> so let me ask you this, though. Yeah. So you've had sex with these women. <laughs> these 10 girls. We began with sex have and you, we end with sex. Have you done it with anybody where you don't even know like their last name? Yeah. Okay. So these girls will come up to you either online or after shows. <laughs> and say why are we doing this Pete, i want to know i've talked about you recently to a lot of people was i an example of chastity and purity and now mm. i've let you down nope you were an example of what uh uh you were we were talking in montreal once and uh-huh. you're like what do you do in these situations oh i was i was i was trying to figure out me how to Mike meet Burns. girls yeah 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 i asked all and i say this lovingly i asked all my scumbag friends yeah okay <laughs> So Burns is like, just go. What do you mean, go for it? They want to have sex with you. Just go for it. Mike Burns, yeah, I remember that. And you're like, what if I have to wake up early in the morning? And you're like, then don't do it that night. And say, I have to wake up early in the morning. We can do it tomorrow. Right. It goes back to what you want and what's expected of you, even when you're doing something that you're supposed to want or whatever. The trickiest situation I've actually come across is you have sex with somebody. You're in a town. You have sex with somebody. And then you're in the same town again the next night, yeah. but you don't want to have sex again. Yeah. yeah, it's very hard for me to be like. And I would now really like to watch a movie alone. <laughs> yeah, this girl I hang out with now, she like we're both sort of introverts. Yeah, so it's like we can spend two straight days together, but then no, no offense, I want to not see you or anyone for like three or yeah. four days. What's so weird is I wouldn't be offended if a, if a girl said that to me, I would high five her and do yeah. a cartwheel. 
and a backflip. Yeah. As long as she made you understand, like, I don't hate you. I yeah. really just want to be alone. But I can't imagine a reality. This goes back to that Chelsea, like, someone couldn't possibly want to not be with you. Yeah. That I agree with her. I need to learn that it's okay to be like, we did that announced, and now I need a night where yeah. we don't do that. That's fine. Yeah. You can be, like, more introverted. You can be like, I enjoy less company than other people do. Yeah. But it's been, you know, there's there's two kinds of weirdos. There are some weirdos, uh, fans of the show, that are like, I don't want you to ever become a fuck guy. And then there are other people that are like, I was like you, and watching you grow is kind of helping me grow. Yeah. And I'm and like, so I'm I'm a little bit torn. I don't I don't want to come off uh, too slutty, but also at the same time I'm like, yeah, because you still feel bad about it, right? I have the same thing. Yeah. And I'm like, when it gets out, if I've had sex or something, then yeah. it's like, ah, uh, sounds lame. I have a lot of friends like that. The friend of mine, one of my closest friends, who fucks a shit ton, yeah, has this whole image of like, I don't fuck at all, and that's what helps him fuck a lot. Oh, really? It's weird. Uh, he doesn't lie, but he just he just know, has this image. He just has an image. It's, yeah. it's almost like if you were to sketch someone that didn't look like they fucked a lot, you'd sketch them. But uh, so it's been it's it's been a weird thing and it's been very interesting. I've been wondering how it would come up on the show and and how I would feel. This is this will be one that'll wake me up in the middle of the night, which is fine. Do you want to have a girlfriend ever? Absolutely. You do. In fact, okay. I thought I was going to date somebody, and I I was uh, really surprised at how quickly I did a full system shutdown oh. of everything. I mean, I went out with a girl, and I liked her, and I wanted to give it a real shot, and then uh, it was still like. We had not slept together, and mm. we hadn't even really done anything physical together. But like immediately, I, I, I shocked myself at how quickly I was like, "Shut it down." What do you mean? Any anything else that could be happening? Oh right, there, well, you just don't desire anyone else because you're so enthralled with this person. Yeah, so I, I am. I am a. I see this ending in monogamy, yeah. and I see myself being okay with that. And He's, then there, the, yeah. I go through times where I'm like, "This is not for me. This is not how I'm wired." And it isn't for me, and it's not how I'm wired, but that doesn't mean it's not for me. You know what I mean? I it doesn't mean it's, it's yeah, worth I don't think anyone's wired that way. I think just you go through points where you're like, I don't want a bunch of people. I just want one person for a while. But then you go, you change again, yeah. and now you want other people. Yeah. That's why I think it's so damaging to get married. You ever listen to like Wedding Vows? Yeah. Like you, are, you make me laugh like no one can, and yeah, yeah, you're yeah. the most charitable, most beautiful person I've ever met. Right. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. No one, you're not going to feel this way in six months. You're just going to be like, I really like you. I think it's 80% of people after one year of marriage report that they're less happy than they were the first year. And then it keeps going yeah, down. Because it's a romantic ver- version of reality. It's just not real in any way. Right. And so then it's like, okay, be monogamous for a while while you're still totally taken with this girl. And then when you move into this like friendshipy place that you still really care about them, get to fuck somebody else once in a while. I, I, I understand what you're saying. But I have to believe, again, I'm saying I have to yeah. believe, I don't know if it's true, but I have to believe that there are partners, that there are people that you'll be like, this is somebody that I'm going to grow with and evolve with. Uh-huh. And I pray and hope every day to meet that person. That is my goal. That's such a random guess. Like, that you evolve in the same way? Or that, that she you, doesn't become like a lawyer as you become more of like, do you see thing? five-year engagement? No. There's this part where she gets a job offer and he's a chef and like it's come up on the show before. I need to watch more movies. But the idea is like he forfeits his dream for her and this is really sad. It's really, uh-huh. really a difficult movie for a comedy. I was watching and I was like, Jesus Christ, that happens all the time. And I don't know what the answer is. Is the answer you go like, well, fucking hit it. I'm a chef and you're that and let's see you later. Maybe that's kind of what it's I like would we say. Had our, we had our experiences together. This was really nice. I learned a lot. Yeah. But we're just traveling through life and to have to say I want to pair up forever. Yeah. It's like, really? You're not going to experience any new things with new people? I have to. Mm, uh, I mean, you can still make new friends, but. 
there's something to be said. I like hanging out with a girl on the road if I meet them and like sometimes spending two or three straight days with them. Yeah. And like, wow, you're into what? That's cool. Teach me about it. And you just you just like it. And then it's like, cool, go your separate ways. You live in Austin. I live here. You can't make this work. Right. But we don't even want – that was just a great time we had. Or, you know, four or five months of dating. Right. And then you've had friends you've drifted apart from, I'm sure. I have. And they're great friends probably. Just shit slightly changes in your lives. The direction changes. I got to hold out. I'm going to keep – I'm going to maintain the faith. Really? I, I understand. It's almost like a type of faith. Yeah, it, it, is. It, it is. Like atheism is like – uh, we die. Your fucking cat died. You're you're gone like your cat. You think your cat's kicking it with Kitty Jesus? Yeah. Fuck you. And then there's also Despite when you're like all evidence to the contrary. Right. That's what faith is. You're still gonna go for. And you're like, look at your parents. Look at these people. Look at these people. Show me the people that. But there. Where's the sunset? Where's the ride off into the sunset? Yeah. That's but, why I love Ghostbusters too. Tell me why. Because it, the end of Ghostbusters was you know Bill Murray it winds up with the girl from Aliens. And uh, happily ever after. And then it starts with number two, and they've been broken up for about six months to a year. She was like, could you recall me the ball and chain in public? Yeah. Just so annoying dealing with you. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what happens. That's reality. Yeah. This is an awesome, magical, romantic moment, but then you have to learn he leaves his socks on the floor. And I fucking hate that. And you have to learn it's just not going to be good. Ugh. You can still have the romantic moment, but just saying forever, that's such a – that's baby talk. That's baby talk. No, I'll love you forever and ever and ever. Like, what do you, what? <laughs> like, think about that. Do you really want that, Pete? Do you think that's possible? I can't believe I was going to end the podcast before this. There's no way that can happen. Yeah. Even the old people you see are happy. They still bitterly feud once in a while. Of course. God, I brought you a, a light from a, from a Snuggie. You brought me a what? A light from a Snuggie. You know the pen lights that come? <laughs> You brought me a pen light. It's a, it's a, it attaches to a book or something, and you can it can make you I don't know help you read at night. It comes snuggies. Oh, I need to get a battery. Oh, sorry. That's how look. the snuggy people get you. <laughs> That's how I get oh, you. thank you, man. You're welcome. Um, oh, cool. You don't have to save it. I got it on my way out. I was like, I'll bring this to Pete. I'm gonna probably leave it in here because I love it and it will make me think of you. Yeah, yeah sure. But. Jesus, man. But you know what I mean? It's Here's like, where I'd like still to think about that. You're a grown man with full thoughts. You still, you still mortgage your reality to this nine-year-old uh, that got told all these things. It's like the saddest laugh I've ever had on the show. Uh, it, sounded like my, it sounded like my last breath. This is some depressing shit. Uh, it's nice. Those things are pleasant and romantic, those ideas. But it, you, you know, know, Finding the job that fulfills you. Yes. All of that stuff. Yes. You move on. You change as you grow as a human. Don't do things that anchor you, to hold you back. Man-made prisons, Jerry? Yeah, sure. That's what Kramer says. Really? He goes, marriage? Man-made prisons, really? Jerry. <laughs> and they are they are man-made prisons, and they certainly can be. I was just talking to my cab driver yesterday, and a, a man named Anders from Sweden. And he, we were talking about how the most alone people aren't alone. And it made me want to shoot my dick off. I don't know yeah. how... In a 40-minute cab ride, I made it weird with this man. Wow, that's cool. Where was this? I should have recorded it. Here? Anders, yeah, in L.A. Wow. He's trying to be an actor. From the back of his head, I was like, he shouldn't be an actor. And then from the front of his head, I was like, maybe he could do it. (laughs) He was a little bit older. But he was talking about it. We we were talking about it, about the the idea that, that, like, going to bed. Jesus. Going to what? Going to bed next to somebody that you just, like, burn with irrational contempt for. 
mm-hmm. even if it is rational, but like in that moment, it's just irrational. And, and hate them. You hate them so. Or they're bad. lying in bed next to you, and their stupid breath rising and falling. Uh, is that does that seem right? Doesn't that seem like that should be a, a night you just go back to your apartment? She goes back to hers. Okay, then what of the greater good? I guess. Okay. At what Explain point? What do, greater good means. At, 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 at what point do we sacrifice ourselves? You and I. Mm-hmm. Are uh, right now. Uh, you know what? Fuck you. I mean, fuck including you in this. Yeah. I'll just talk about me. I right now am in a selfish place in my life. I'm uh, looking out for old number one, and I hate saying that. And I say this on stage. I'm like, the upside is I can do whatever I want, and the downside is if I choke on my soup, I die alone. Okay. okay? So, and the the tag to that joke is like, if you, people often don't laugh, and I'm like, on my big stupid couch deep-seated, cushy, and uh, I'm, like, eating soup, watching Breaking Bad, streaming, and I'm just like, this is the, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I die, and my stupid landlord, Paul, finds me. He's, like, 80, and he finds me, and then they rent it out, okay. and I haunt the place. Now, <laughs> the greater good being the couples that go through some horrible thing, I'm just doing my best here, because everything you said, it's like... I'm looking at it. I'm listening to it. I know, but, I like, know, honestly, I'm trying. What's the, what's the alternative? Choking next to a woman who loves you? No, she gives you the Heimlich. Oh, everybody, okay. Everybody can at least freestyle the Heimlich. Uh-huh. So, so here's the thing. You stay in a thing, you hit a bump, you stay through it, and you get to one of those places where you're like, we love each other more now. And, and there is that sometimes. Grumps. Like, how bad is this bump? Yeah, you don't, a, at the first time your friend gets a little too drunk, you're like, I can't talk to you forever now. Right. But it starts to wear on you after a little bit. It's going to wear on you. Yeah. It, the, but yeah, you don't give evidence, up great things just for a, a moment of like uncomfortable. I'm a, I'm upset that a lot of the successful marriages I've seen are those that uh, that just um, surrendered, that just stopped trying to change the person, that yeah. just stopped trying to think they would get that they would always lust after the person or find them hilarious, and they were just like, "This is the body that I go on carnival cruises with now." It gets rote. It just becomes boring. You know why? Because we'll adapt to anything. That's what we do. That's why you need. I was actually just today watching the movie Happy. It's really, really good. I, I, yeah. I highly recommend it. And they were talking about what we do as people is we adapt. If something starts happening in your life, yeah. you will learn to adapt to it. And that's why you need variety. Like true happiness comes from variety. If you go on a walk every day, mix it the fuck up. You got to because your brain spots. your yeah. brain can only compare. It's a comparative engine. Okay? So if you are happy, your brain even if you're doing the best if you're Michael Jordan and you're just slam dunking millions of dollars yeah. in, in the, it'll become a job after a while yeah you'll just adjust and you'll go that's my existence and then you need to compare something you need to do something different something better so that's why like you're in the stale marriage and just when I said that Carnival Cruise, I'm wearing the, the fun dad Hawaiian shirt and my wife Claire is getting a little more tan than I like her to. I told her it's bad for her skin, but she doesn't care reading her mystery novels and flirting with the <laughs> cocktail bartender. And then I go off and like I'm going on one of my walks because I'm old. I call it uh-huh. my walk. It's time for my walk and my martini. So I'm walking around the decks with my martini and I see a woman and I'm, you know, 67 and I see a woman. So let's be realistic. She's probably like 52. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, somebody young, but not. Yeah, young. But let's not get absurd. But she's got that Sarandon sort of flavor. And we just fucking hit it off. God yeah. damn it. Here we are in the fucking water, the Baltic Sea. And, uh, and she's from Somerville. And uh, she's a widow. And uh, she loves my stupid cargo shorts and my flip-flops. And fucking Claire hates these she flip-flops. She laughs my dumb jokes that Claire hasn't laughed she at laughs in 25 at years. Oh, my God. God, the same lines that worked on Claire when she was a fucking young lady is really making.
making this new woman moist. And that feels good. Feels great. It's novelty. Now I have something to compare it to. I got Claire and then I got Sarandon. And now I'm fucking Sarandon in the decks. And I come back and I just hope her sense of smell is dulled with her vision. Yeah. I really think people should cheat once in a while. Even for, even if that same story with your wife. It's like if she's so bored, it's like do something to rejuvenate you. Take well, a vacation from the marriage once in a while. Start it up. But you can't just do the same thing every day. There is an argument to be made for that. And right now in this every conversation. Every time he comes home, he says, Heidi Duty, I love it. I love it. Wait till three years pass. And he says, Heidi Duty every day. Yeah. And you're like, shut your fucking mouth. Yeah. Butterfly. Shut up. Yeah. Butterfly knife to the shoulder blade. Yeah. It's just enough is enough. It's interesting. They just get old. And you don't know they're going to get old till they do. <sighs> it just seems ridiculous. We all know better. We all know better. We've all gotten tired of people. There's no one we haven't gotten tired of, and there's no there's no relationship that we haven't seen at at 35. You're like, yeah, I've seen all of, almost all of them break up or get real shitty. Yeah, every relationship I've seen. My dad for like six months once just was like shitty to my mom. Yeah, who knows why? But it's like fucking do your own thing, grow as people. Yeah, keep moving. I I, I saw a couple Have a kid. We're bored. A couple, we have nothing to say to each other. I saw a couple friend of mine. And the thing that was happening was like the guy was being very dismissive of the girl in a way mm-hmm. that if he had been that way to me, Rude. I would have yeah, punched him in the neck. You know what I mean? And I was just like, it's weird that, you know, what's happening there is it's like, well, we're married. Yeah. So I'm going to be shitty because we're married. What's His she, shittiness she went up do? and up and up. Her acceptance went down and down and down. Yeah. And she just takes whatever he gives her. Yeah. So what did you think of that? It it made me very sad. Yeah, it was it was like commitment as an excuse to be shitty. But can't you with the mushrooms? Can't you see yourself falling into a similar situation? Couldn't that be a possibility? And uh, you would have no way of knowing you would be going into that until you're already in it. Okay, so isn't those people that got married? That guy who was shitty to his wife. Yeah, probably was romantic on their wedding day and thought like, "I really love you," and then this thing just developed. Yeah, and started to grow and fester and haunt them. Yeah, and it's this weed that you can't pluck now. Yeah. Because you're stuck saying, no, we made an agreement when I was... That's the worst. And people get married when they're 20, 21, and they're 35 with somebody. Like, you made a commitment forever? Yeah. And you were 21? Well, that's what I did. I was married when I was 22, and I was pledging the rest of my life Yeah, to and somebody. you became a far different person during that time. Uh, I don't recognize him anymore. He would, he would be very offended by me, but secretly think I'm the coolest. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, mine too. Mine too. <laughs> I probably would. Be like, empty life, man. Empty life. Really? That's great. I don't know. I have to think at some point there is. Why? Go ahead. I don't know. Why do you have to think this? Because I want to. Do- you know you're lying to yourself. You want this romantic <laughs> idea of it, even though you know everything about you shows the opposite. Everything about life shows the opposite. Okay, is true. so let's let's keep our real uncomfortable practical pants on, and just say that maybe then marriage is something you do for a time. Sure, that I would be okay with. I'd be okay with a mar- a thirty day marriage, a one year marriage, where it's like we can commit to. But you don't know what's going to change in you, or in them, or the quality of not fucking Sarandon. Yeah. It's like, yeah, your life wouldn't be worse by not fucking Sarandon. But you know like, what's funny? You know that Amsterdam story that we were, that uh-huh. we told earlier, uh, that you referenced earlier? So yeah. we, hey, if we do that, we, I'm might, not gonna, we might do that for Comedy Central Digital. Okay. Storyteller Show, would you do that on that? Sure. Maybe. Okay. I might need it for my new hour. I don't okay. know. But maybe. Okay. Please ask me. Okay. I'm, I'm flattered that you asked. 
But the point of the story is, and I'm not going to tell the story, but I go to Amsterdam. I'm with my girlfriend. We got massages, and it turned out it was a handjob place, and I declined the handjob. And my girlfriend was getting a regular massage <laughs> two doors down. So the story is me being as puritanical as I am and just being like, what the fuck? And like trying to explain to a woman who barely spoke English that I didn't want a tinky tink. <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, I tell that story and it's a true story. It wasn't me trying to be a good guy. I didn't want to do that with my girlfriend. And there's a line that I don't normally say in the story because it's a little too real. And yeah. this is the line. The line is, I will decline the hand job and then go back to my hotel and fuck my girlfriend while thinking about getting the hand job because I'm an American. <laughs> Maybe that line should go back in. Yeah, I like it. it down. I like it. <laughs> that sounds like ridiculous. You're American. You don't get it. Uh, and Ari, I'm here to tell you. Yeah, uh, and she doesn't want you thinking about that. But yes, but I'm also here to tell you that that's exactly what I did. Wow. And I'm not proud of that. I'll tell you this, though. These days, you want to talk about the 10 of the past year. When I'm fucking somebody, I'm not thinking about some, somebody else. I'm thinking not about sure. this new, awesome, interesting person. Yeah. but this I new body. I can't, I can't just be in defense of, of uh, our wicked ways. <laughs> you, well, you have to think of a reason why you defend the other ways. You have to really think it out. Not just, I want to believe in this. That's not enough. You're a grown man. I know. Well, You're smart. Yeah, you well, can't just say, just because it's that way. Because I'm an American. <laughs> it's a great story, by the way. It well, always kills. I'm, I'm thanks, man. I'm sorry to. They always come up when we talk about it. Emily's downstairs. We're talking about great relationships. We have all this stock put into Kumail and Emily. Do you uh-huh. know them at all? Yeah, I know. I know Kumail a little bit. I know Emily a little bit too. She just changed her hair, right? Yeah, she changes yeah, wow. it a lot, and she's kind of the best. And always looking for that sort of thing. That is the purest. And they've been married and together for a while now. And I am very close to both of them. You look at them as a possibility? And I look at them as, as the, as the hope that I'm, that Mm -hmm. I'm like, I think they're growing together. I think, I know they've changed. Kumail's life and Emily's life have changed leaps and bounds. I've known them for a very long time. And that it's not them. It's that, it's that idea. They have, and, and Kumail said on the show brilliantly, he just, did, he just did an episode recently, he came back, and he was talking about it. He was like, the thing that I give up <laughs> with Emily is fucking other people. But the things that he gets yeah, it's far, it's more. is far more. Yeah. And I was like, there you go. That's, That's why we don't too. fuck Sarandon. When married people never even account for the negatives, for the cons. Yeah, I mean, or, or parents, same thing. Yeah. It's all great. All, what are you talking about? You that, woke up at 4 a.m. Yes. Of course. And Emily would tell you the same. I'm sure Emily occasionally, I, I don't want to speak for her, but she, yeah. she, I'm sure she gets it too because she's a real person. I would have to see them in 25 years. And I can't, I really can't wait to see them together in 25 years. And, and Dice was my version of like what's possible in a relationship. Dice? Yeah. Because he was, you know, that, that, that stage act, whatever it was, yeah. super misogynist and whatever. But he had this wife that he had two kids with that he was just a fan of. Hmm. He loved his wife. And I was like, I asked him once, like, you ever get annoyed, like, having to, like, do stuff for, for, for Valentine's Day? You just you know, go up at this comedy store and do a show or something. He goes, no, that's my girl. Yeah. I love doing stuff for her on Valentine's Day. And I was like, wow, that's possible. All these other people I see, like, sort of breaking up. I'm like, that's a possibility. Yeah. That no matter what or who's – and people would throw themselves at him and he would just, he would just say, uh, give me a massage or give my friend a massage. Like, he wouldn't do anything. Really? Yeah. And uh, and I was like, that's a possibility. Maybe I will have. This is when I was still fighting it. When I'm like, still do want a real relationship. Yeah. Um, when I still believed in it. And then he got a divorce. Broke up. 
now they barely hit each other. They fight all the time. Oh, I thought I was really, they try to be okay. I was really hoping yeah, that the I was story too. ended with Dice and, and Lady Dice are still, still together. super happy. No, he's remarried and got married to someone else, and it's fine. She might have also. And they just shared a period of their time together until they just wanted different things. And that's what my ex-wife and I did, but I don't really think of that as a marriage. That was like playtime. It was like pretend time. Yeah, that's how, yeah. That's sad. All right, thanks, Pete. <laughs> no. Don't don't touch my. my <laughs> Sorry. No, I'm kidding. The, the button's on the side. Oh, oh, nice. It's fun. It looks like the future. Uh-huh. <laughs> but give, me, like, give me that light. <laughs> yeah, you can read. <laughs> it looks like an alien dick. I'm becoming aroused. <laughs> I know they can't see this. I gotta say though, I to speak to one thing that you said. I don't. I don't. I, I don't think if you if you play the game, I don't think cheating is uh, is a good thing. If you're saying we're doing a thing where we're not cheating, yeah. I think you got to be like, like I, you said, take a vacation from the relationship or whatever. Yeah. That that's a discussion, and that's like that's what we're going to do. I think about it t- comes up a lot on the show, but the idea of free love and the idea of communes and stuff, and being like, look, my wife, this is the person I'm committed to. Also, fucks old Twiddlywinks, the guy who bear claws yeah. his, his folksy guitar. But I love Twiddlywinks, and he fucked my wife, and that's fine. And I fuck his girl. I get that a little bit. There is some of that 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 makes sense to me. And then I also have like my father and my mother in me that it's like, that's you want bullshit. this thing to be awesome. Yeah. Isn't that weird? My marriage was an open marriage. Your marriage was an open marriage. We didn't yeah. even talk about it. <laughs> you right. had an open marriage yeah. and you're still rooting for it for marriage for open marriage. Oh yeah. It was great. It's my longest relationship. How long? Three and a half years, almost four years. Don't those never work or is that propaganda? Um, <laughs> that is true, but I would retort with this. They never work? Yeah. <laughs> How many relationships have you been in that worked? At, at best, all but one. Did you fuck other people together? No, never did that. You just fucked other people? Yeah, she had this, she had this uh, idea that she goes, we can do that, but I also want to do it with two dudes. And I'm like, eh, I'm not comfortable enough with my heterosexuality to try that. <laughs> yeah. Would you do that now if you were in the same boat? No, but I get it now. I'm, that's, that's more in me too, where it's like I can't kiss another dude. Right. Just because I'm like, I know it doesn't matter. It doesn't make me gay. Right. But still, that's deep in me. They're like, dude, that's gay. Yeah, that's that's tricky stuff. Uh, No, I understand that. That's interesting of you to admit. So you would just have sex with other people. What was the rule? How did you lay that out? Uh, Don't tell. We never do it. No, always tell. Always tell. Yeah. Let them know as much as they want. Yeah, I've got a date tomorrow night. We never, I never cancel plans with her for somebody else. Mm -hmm. You know, if somebody else comes in, it's like, she's my priority, I guess, if you wanted to. (laughs) But then, um, we just didn't do it at the apartment. Just go elsewhere. Oh, my God. Yeah, worked great. It's so funny because, like, that dings my deep down good old boy American yeah. offensive thing. I'm like, fuck that. You're the enemy. That's, I have a real feeling like yeah, that. Yeah, girls got really mad at me. Like, comedian girls got really mad at me for doing that. I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not they felt like I was victimizing her in some way. Even though it was kind like of. We're both doing this, and it's both on the record. Yeah. Like, it's. it's Did one of you do it more than the other? Um, didn't even really keep track of that. Really? Yeah. I would be like, well, she only fucked yeah, one there was other a, person in July, and I fucked eight. There was a little bit of that in the beginning, where it's like, if you did, I have to. And then you're like, no, no, no. I'll do it whenever I want, and you'll do it whenever you want. And then you'd go on a date with somebody, and you'd be like, I'm married, but it's open? Sometimes you would tell them that. If it's just a girl on the road or something, what's the point of bringing it up? Some girls knew and didn't care. Um. But uh, did you have regular girlfriends? Yeah, then I had like a girlfriend that became sort of a 
a, uh, a sticking point, but we just work through it. It's like it doesn't affect my feelings for you. What is it in Sopranos? A gumar. A gumar, yeah. Get a couple gumars. Yeah. Yeah. But and, it your hurt. Wi- and your wife had her lady gumar? Uh-huh. Like a regular guy? Yeah. You knew I, his I name? I am not 100% of what anyone wants. And it's a... I had someone explain it to me once. Like, nobody's an A-plus on every... On humor and compassion and, and charity and fucking yeah. looks. No one's an A-plus. It's more like a cafeteria. Or, or, you know, like a Boston... Not Boston market. Soup plantation. Hmm. Where you just you want solid B pluses all the way through, instead of an A plus A plus F F A plus. Right, right. Yeah, no, I've had that report card. Yeah, had the three really great A's and then this uh-huh. F. That just... those are good short term relationships. Where, yeah. Like I can't stop seeing these F's. <laughs> <laughs> you know? In the beginning, you can overlook it. Then once you've had sex really seven glaring, times, you're like, I, uh... glaring F's, effing up the relationship. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. I have to think that there's again. I'm sorry. <laughs> I hate there, when you talk that way. There has to be some sort of morphing mm-hmm. idea. This 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 uh, thing that can shape and grow and change and and merge with somebody in a true way that I've yet yeah. to do. Yeah, really. That will maybe last a long time, if not baby talk forever and ever. But just like, <laughs> but with the wife, you were really you shared stuff with, didn't you? And the girlfriends, did, weren't you really deeply connected with them? My wife was my life was the first person that I had been with. I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah, I didn't know who I was. I didn't know who she was. We we got along. We okay. never fought or anything. But, but it wasn't two now, girlfriends later. weren't you like really in love and, and rooting for them? Two girlfriends later, I was. I, yeah, I, I've um, felt love. You know, in love. You get a new girlfriend, and you're like, I've never been in love before. But you're like, right. I think it's, you forget. I've certainly been in love with the girlfriends and stuff, and and get very deep. And that sort of thing, and have feelings and uh, illusions of being together forever. Yeah, I'm too realistic. That's my problem. I'm a romantic, but I'm too realistic. It's a real bummer to know. It's like yeah, I have, but I felt this before. Yeah, and so have you. And then you feel it again. And you're like, yeah, and this will almost definitely end. One of us will hate the other. There's a fifty percent chance of that. Yeah. Well, those are the statistics of the ones that end. You have to uh, keep in mind that some of the 50 that stay together also hate each other. Yeah, is that too? Sure. I mean, you have math on your side, but there's nothing more dick-limpening than math. Give me delusion. Delusion so romantic. <laughs> it's such a nice thing. It's so nice, that idea. You are making a difference when you vote. All those things. It's like, yeah, that'd be great to believe in, but come on. Yeah. Oh, that's, oh you, you don't think that makes a difference? No, mathematically, it just it does not make a difference. I will not give in on this. It will not make a difference. In a, in a jury of 12 people, the odds of your vote mattering, it doesn't matter if you vote first or last, but let's just say you vote last. The odds of it being 6-5 coming down to you is yeah. 22%. That's 12 people. Forget about always Democrat California that you vote in. Right. <laughs> How does your vote matter? In Hawaii, they're like, oh, well, Obama won again. Like, no, you can still vote. This is what we need to do. We need to take your uh, unerotic math, your unerotic uh, practicality, and turn it into Javier Bardem. And yes, this is a thinly veiled excuse for me to do the impression. And be (laughs) from Vicky Cristina Barcelona. And I like that that movie. Right, where he goes up and he goes, life is short. Life is painful. Life is dull. Maybe we go to Orvieto and I fuck you. Basically. <laughs> and then he does. He yeah. does go to Orvieto and he does fuck them. I saw the movie with my ex-wife. God love you. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever she you She told me about it. it. And I was like, oh, yeah, it was really good, actually. Uh, and and he maybe I go to Orvieto and I fuck you. And he did. You're right. He yeah. did. We drink some wine. 
Because that would be a nice night. If you take away any of the stuff, like, well, you can't, you can't disrespect me. You don't. You can't use me. You have to earn it. Like, what? Earn but then what? you see, it'll okay, be gone in three days. So actually, in that movie, Scarlett Johansson fucks Javier Bardem. Spoiler alerts. And yeah. Penelope Cruz. So they're in a three-way relationship. Oh, yeah. And then at the end of the movie, I guess this is the counter-argument that maybe Woody Allen is making to this decadence, to this yielding, to this disciplineless reality, uh-huh. this disciplineless practicality of like, it all ends, let's just fuck everybody. At the end, she is dissatisfied. Yes. And it has to keep moving. And that's a proof why these things don't work. Because all the other relationships are totally satisfied. Everyone's super happy and content in those other relationships. You're saying that's bullshit? Yes. <laughs> They're just dissatisfied both ways. So in this way, in this threesome, it was way easier for her to move on. Yeah. Even though she was in this tumultuous love affair. But Maria Elena, in Espanol, please. <laughs> <laughs> Maria Elena. All right, man. I don't know. We can't wrap this up. These are the biggest questions on, on earth. I've done my best trying to, uh, but you know, I mean, like right now, this it bothers is, me, man. But this is my thing. Yeah, I tend to agree with who's in front of me. Uh, it's not. It's not. I, I have my own values. Yeah, but I tend to see your point, and I would like you to know that I see your point. Yeah. And even though it is harsh and not fun, and it's not Hollywood, it is beautiful. Yeah, it's really nice to hear someone not censoring their thoughts and letting some stuff out that you're not really supposed to say. And I hope that is a good challenge and a nice challenge to the listeners. It has been to me. I very much enjoy it, and I'm I'm glad and I'm turned on by your passion yeah. and your and your point of view. I see your point too. That's a weird thing. When I see a romantic movie, I always cry. Of course you do. I like that that idea. That, wouldn't that be awesome? Because you're not a monster. Yeah. You're just looking at the numbers. Yeah. And I think it would also be awesome if, if somebody's dog could play basketball in the NBA. And that would be sweet. I love it. But that's just not reality. Air Bud. And then let's go downstairs and say hi to Emily, our Air Bud. Can I say one thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, She's our, our Air, Bud. Air Bud. Kumail and Emily. Kumail's the one that plays soccer. Emily's the one that plays basketball. <laughs> oh, yeah. There were two Air Buds. There were two Air Buds. <laughs> Maybe one was football. Oh, oh, it was football, and he was the kicker. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was that a horse? No. Because <laughs> who would block if a donkey was kicking it? You would get crushed in the skull if you tried to block that punt. Yeah, just don't block it. Yeah. Just stay out of the way. It's not worth it, man. <laughs> Let them return. It's not worth the one point. You definitely can't have a dog playing. That's totally against the rules. <laughs> no, we looked at the rules. Oh, yeah, you did look at the rules. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> of course. That's the one buy in the movie. <laughs> yeah. They're just, uh, just assume it's fine. It's set. It's nowhere. There's that, that, I want to audition for that role. The guy that's like, nowhere in the rule book. I didn't say no dogs. <laughs> and then we're in act two. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Pardo's, who's Jimmy Pardo's wife? What's her name? Well, there's a good relationship. Now I just want to name some good relationships. Go yeah, ahead, though. I don't know as well. She used to have this joke about movies and how people be like, I didn't like Spider-Man because it's unrealistic because there was all these billboards in Times Square and he was suddenly on them and it takes a long time to turn those billboards over. And she was like, yeah, also there was a man spider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's also yeah, sort yeah, of unrealistic. Yeah, yeah. You're I feel willing. That is, that is a, that's a premise I've, I've heard and used before. I did that about the Hulk. People really? are like, Hulk fake. I'm like, Hulk is fake. <laughs> Hulk is fake. Hulk's fake, buddy. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I love it. So, what do you? What did you want to say before we wrapped up? Oh, if you go to how my... long did we go? Two forty. Two forty. I feel like it's been going by real fast. This is a fun one. What the fuck happened, man? Remember when I tried to wrap it up, and then you unleashed hellfire on me? Yeah. Just really, really interesting <laughs> shit that's going to disturb me. This was a good episode, man. It's stuff you should think about at least. Oh yeah. Definitely stuff to think about. But I want at, that other thing. I want what Kumail and Emily have. I see I them. Know. I see them. I barely know them. And I'm like, you guys have a cool relationship. And my therapist tells me, he's like, look, I. He's like, you gotta hold out. You gotta believe. 
And then you have to make yourself open to it. You need to make yeah. yourself available to it. That's why I'm not going to hoard up too much. And I'm not going to like take acid whenever. And I'm not going to throw things away. I'm trying to get my shit together and keep it together and be a loving, good person that I might meet the yeah. loving, good person. I was doing I this thing where I was two girls would like want to have sex. I'm like, all right, we did it. Now let's go. It's, it's good. But then I'm like three way. No, just sex in general. Just two girls want to have no, sex. No, one girl wanted to have sex with me. I thought I heard two. Oh, I don't know. Play the tape back? I'm kidding. (laughs) But then after a while, I realized I wasn't – this thing I wanted, which is new interactions with new people, Susan Sarandon, awesome discussion. I wasn't even allowing myself because I'd be like, let's go, sex. We're done. Next sex. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to like like pull back and be like, let me appreciate these people while they're around. Well, you've got to be careful in your practicality, in your your purpose and smoothing all this bumpy road out that you don't smooth over your very essence and your soul and the things that you are and you just press it out into a thing. That can fuck a lot. Yeah. I don't know, man. So here's what I was going to say. Yeah. One, I think I'm taking a special in the end of December at the Knitting Factory in Brooklyn. That's great. Thank you. But if you go to my website, I will give you four free tracks from my album. You don't mean me. You just not, mean Not you. But you too, I guess. If you go to ariashafir.com, I'll send you four free tracks. I want people to know that I'm a comic. Why wouldn't they know that? I don't know. You know, people don't know who you are. So free stuff entices them. Then they'll have to hear my That's true. That's true. There, there's a crossover. You do the podcast and then people come out and they're like, you can do stand-up too, which is nice. Yeah. Much better than you do a podcast and they come and see you do stand-up and you're like, you shouldn't be doing stand-up. I, I, yeah. I feel like they want you to just be like a C-plus comic. And then when they get someone like you, like Pete Holmes, who is like, whoa, oh, I like where that's this is going. way better than I was hoping for. <laughs> like, they just want to see the guy they listen to on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, that's very nice of you to say. And I'm sure it'll be the same way. Go to the Knitting Factory in New York City. What a great place to tape. December 28th. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, Good it luck. should be cool. Thanks. It's going to be the best. Arishafir.com. <laughs> oh, we end every episode with you saying keep it crispy because a lot of the topics we talk about, there's no end. So it's helpful to have a catchphrase that ends keep the Keep it episode. crispy? Yep. Okay, you here we go. S- yeah, say clean. Oh, Jesus. Keep it crispy. <laughs> <laughs> I often laugh. I've never had the guests also laugh at the way they say keep it crispy. You really did it good. Katie, thanks for sitting through a long episode. You didn't see Mancy. I just appreciate it. And Ari, thanks, thank you Katie. for doing a long episode. Yeah, you're welcome. That was awesome. This is fantastic. And I think you're the new record. Yeah. You're the new record. Record what? Long as episode. Yeah. <laughs> now leaving Nerdist.com.